What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 233. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined as always by Mr. Ty Guy Travis and uh, the Daniel Rodriguez and Hogue in spirit, of course, as we bring you your weekly show covering all the biggest topics in gaming with legal, industry, and technical insight. Gentlemen, how we doing? Here, man. Clunky. That's right. Clunky. <laughs> I feel like every couple of months you need to uh <laughs> every couple of months you need to explain that but uh you know for the for the yeah. new viewers but uh, they can hang out with us a little bit. We had to wait a while to learn about it. So they got to earn true. that right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, chat good to see you this morning. Uh looking forward to chatting today guys. Um we are talking Xbox Developer Direct and expectations for their first party in 2023. We've got some Ubisoft news to talk about. The Last of Us show goes live tonight, but it has gotten rave reviews so far. We'll be the judge of that, of course. We'll see what happens. Um, but we've got a few things to cover before we get started. So, as you may notice, we wanted to create a new frame to honor Hogue while uh, you know while he's getting better before he can kind of revisit us. But we have two variations of this, so we were kind of joking uh, before the stream started which one we should use. And so I'm going to put a poll up briefly. So just pay attention, look at the screen for just a moment, so we can show you. Here's our standard frame that matches on everything, and here's the original that we created, mm. the, the gold frame. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. The gold frame, I really like the gold frame. And then, you know, they pointed out that it, it may look kind of morbid in a way. So uh, we kind yeah. of switched back. So, it's uh, a memorial ish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, uh, it's, the, it's the frame you would put on a photo that you were hanging over the fireplace that you go, yeah, this, this was my son, Richard Ho. <laughs> for that, for that terrible Cracker Barrel accident, hence the hashtag Cracker Barrel underneath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The Cracker Barrel accident is just going to Cracker Barrel, right? That's right. Yeah, the Cracker Barrel accident would be a great name for a grunge band. Just want to put that out there. If anybody's yeah, interested, yeah. that's Man, fair. It happens all the that's time fair. over there. Let me tell you something. I dropped my kids off there. I think I told you guys this. It is the most dangerous parking lot probably in the country. Uh, it's it's mostly old people that either have like osteoarthritis and can't look over their shoulder when they're backing out. Or just don't care and just can't see anything and it's just it's a madhouse very narrow lanes uh just be careful when you go it's worth the experience and worth the, the risk but just just be careful especially be careful. When driving yeah. Yeah. things can happen yeah, yeah. you never know yeah. never know. <laughs> all right oh my god someone said i'm a frame right now my camera has frozen on me we're we're yeah. off and running already here in the beginning of the show so we uh we'll let that yeah, we'll let that poll play out. But in the meantime, uh, in all seriousness, um, a lot of support for Rick this week, which has been awesome to see. Um, I was going to say that if you missed it on his channel, his friends over kind of in the law tube space um, held a uh, Friday night stream for him and, uh, you know, had a huge turnout and uh, really kind of got the GoFundMe uh, rolling. So it was awesome to see. If you haven't checked that out, I suggest you do so. We have also pinned the GoFundMe at the top of our show. It'll be there all day today as you're watching this. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just want to thank everyone who's uh, offered support. Uh, you know, obviously, if you have the means and are able to have donated. And uh, it's, just been, it's just been really cool to see the outpouring of support 
for uh, for Hoke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was commenting to Ains today that um, Hoke is so famous and people love him so much that now his wife has like three times as many followers as me on Twitter. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, 100% exactly. well earned. I also yeah. don't want the followers, so you know, keep 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 doing what you're doing. She's about to pass people. Ains. She's about to pass Ains out. Yeah, yeah, she oh, is. She's roaring past me, and I I oh, hope she yeah. does because yeah. I agree with you guys. She does deserve it. So, man. Oh, the 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 frame is like a fifty fifty vote. There's a battle really? going on for which one. Really? I mean, That's it's, it's literally fifty fifty at the moment. I, I didn't expect. Fifty uh, percent of our audience to be over the age of sixty-five. Um, favorite, favorite candy wow. or what are what are those hard uh, those hard uh, the butterscotch candies? Candies, yeah. Come on, man, they're awesome. They're awesome. Is that yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry if you can't see the frame for our audio listeners coming in later. We apologize, but we had to uh, in our live show here. We had to obviously honor Hoag. So, Tao, good morning. Good to see you. He says, uh, hello, big casters. We need more verses. We need more fast. And we need more dating sims for Dan to play. All fair. Beautiful. All Agreed fair. on all counts. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Especially more fast. <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, what I was going to mention, I want to mention that um, we actually, at the channel, a lot of uh, support for last week's show, which has been awesome. I think last week's show here is we uh, kind of our first show back of the year, obviously without Hogue. And uh, it's like over 200 likes now at 100% rate. Not a single person disliked our video, which uh, is, you know, is super rare on YouTube if you create content. Um, and uh, just kind of, again, uh, really appreciate the support. The channel blew by 17,000 subs a day or two ago, a couple days ago. And um, it's cool. So appreciate uh all of you who hang out with us, not just on BitCast, but all of our content. Um, I also want to shout out uh, Mr. Chinchilla of Evidence. I believe on Twitter he is Chin underscore of Evidence. Uh, but he has been creating content for Hogue on the side, um, as well as doing these funny BitCast videos, one of which we shared a couple weeks ago. Uh, but he created this one, uh, or one this week, excuse me, which uh, kind of honored Hogan, our Cracker Barrel joke that we talked about last week. And bet uh, if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. I I shared it. I know Travis. I think we all shared it, and um, and uh, you can find him on Twitter. But the video is is absolutely excellent. So, all right, Dan, you said you had a on the spot question for us today. I do. I do. Let's have you it. You know, I, in, I've been playing The Witcher three quite a bit. Um, kind of blew through the main story a little okay. bit and uh, playing uh, Blood and Wine and it's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, and it's one of, if not my favorite DLC ever. We always talk about yeah. how we have these favorite games, top five games. What are your top, I don't know, three DLCs or just a few of them that kind of pop into mind like over the time because we don't really wow. talk about that extra content. And for me, I, I can start it off. I mean, Blood and Wine is is probably in the top three. Uh, gosh, Moon Crash from Prey was Moon Crash is great. Uh, but there's so many, like Awakening for Dragon Age. Um, that's another one that I really like. And those are kind of bigger, you know. And you know, we got to shout out the horse armor from Skyrim. <laughs> that's my number one Skyrim from from, from uh, Oblivion. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many, but they really don't, we don't really talk about them too much, I think. 
I'm quite partial to um uh was a Mr. Torque DLC from Borderlands 2. Yeah, was, man. That was quite fun. Do you guys remember that DLC? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Torque Tor um, is crazy. Yeah. Torque is great. Uh yeah, I liked that one. There's a lot of good. I guess I played a lot of the Borderlands expansions. Those were memorable to me. I guess part of the question would have to be what counts as a expansion or DLC because like in the game of life's day of live service, I could like pick any of the destiny expansions oh, and sure. be like, Oh yeah, that counts as DLC. But it kind of, it seems like cheating to me. It doesn't really feel like because yeah. they sell It's like a $60 expansion, right? Yeah. It's and it's the next thing for the game. Right. So yeah. yeah. So it kind of feels like it doesn't fit, but yeah, I think blood and wine is a great example. Hearts of stone. It's great too. I just Witcher three in general, those two expansions are incredible. How much were um, those expansions? Does anybody remember? Because if they're like sixty bucks, then no, they weren't sixty. Qualify. Forty? Were no. they forty bucks? I think, I think I Blood and Wine might have been. I don't think Hearts of Stone was. Hmm. I think Hearts of yeah, Stone was cheaper. If anyone knows, yeah, if anyone knows, say it. Um, but I don't remember. Um, I remember that I bought the uh, the little packs that you could get with the uh, the Gwent cards. You could get the Gwent cards and the expansion in a package, which are worth money now, by the way. Uh, I think I sold mine a while ago, but really, uh, how much are they worth? I actually have them. I have all four. Oh, of them they're right they're. Now. I'm pretty sure they're over a hundred bucks each. Yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything Witcher Three is absurd. So th- I don't want to share any uh, uh, private business of a, of a friend, but um, so uh, I told you before, I have all the Witcher statues. I think people who follow my feed have seen the Witcher Prime One statues. So if you get the core four statues, which is Geralt, Triss. Siri and Yennefer, right? Now, if you try to buy them now, cost you anywhere from six to eight thousand dollars. Just Each? those four statues. Oh, no, okay. for the no. four. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts how much like some of those collectibles go for now for Witcher, some of the Halo stuff, some of the big games, Final Fantasy, you know, those that's just it's crazy how much that stuff goes for. So your boy Damn. owns all four of the Gwent packs. Yep. All four. Yeah. Only two. They came out with two extra ones later on. Oh jeez. Uh, did they? So, did they, I so they have one for all factions because the first one only had uh, uh, the north. Mon- and uh, Blood and Wine was monsters, and then yeah, I don't remember now. But I know mm-hmm. the the other weird thing about Witcher Three. Now that we're completely off topic, is that the collector's edition for Xbox came with Gwent cards, whereas the PlayStation and PC one did not. So the Xbox version of the collector's edition of witcher 3 is worth more than the others if you have it those so. are the cards i have yeah yeah i, I have those or anything but yeah yeah i have those but yeah. um interesting so i don't know good question dan i was what jumped in my mind it's a full game so it doesn't count as an expansion but i thought odst of course as a halo guy um you know that was as uh, Bungie was closing out the deal with. See that also uh, Microsoft. Like it doesn't count. Is that really DLC? That was kind of a no. I, game. I I yeah. just said that. Yeah. I mean that's what I just said. <laughs> um, but that popped in my mind because you know they had to make two games and it's it is a full game but it's kind of not at the same time. I don't know. Um, you know what I would say, Ains, so, as a Halo fan, one yeah. of my favorite DLCs was when I had to go into Game Crazy and buy the uh, Halo Two map pack on disc that was a good dlc do you remember that oh yeah it is a of lot course. of good maps on that first i think they did it twice did they do did they come out with two different map packs uh they usually came out with three map packs yeah. for each of the games uh, halo two and three 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of only remember buying two, but yeah, the, um, I think that first map pack was just goaded. There's so many. Halo two is, I, I'd say Halo two arguably has the best multiplayer maps of any multiplayer arena game ever. Like it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's MCC might have a beat since it also has all the Halo two maps. Uh-huh. <laughs> So. <laughs> That's a cheap I answer. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, uh, one, one uh, back to Dan's question. One, I just it was Burial of Sea of Bioshock. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's see. That's an amazing one because it ties, you know, obviously right. infinite all the way back to the first Bioshock, which was incredible. Right. There's also um, that DLC for Dragon Age Inquisition that kind of finishes the story of Inquisition. Do you remember? It came that out one? like super late. Like yeah, it was, not super it was... late, but it but it basically finished the story and set up Dragon Age Four. I bet you that expansion will probably get a lot more play. Um, yeah, it's the one with Solus, I think. Yeah, it's the Solus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird considering they're basing. It looks like Solus could be pl- play a key part in uh, Dreadwolf, the new one. That's I mean, exactly uh, why that expansion is huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's awesome. crazy. Uh, we are now at 50 votes on the frame here, and it's 50-50 still, gold and matching between we'll these just, two. We can just alternate. You know, yeah, I'll just, I'll just I, flip I, between I, them I here and there. I swear to God, those 50, those 50 that are the 25, <laughs> the 25 voting for the golden frame, I, I, you cannot tell me that you are not pets whose owners have died. I just don't believe you. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, we got a couple other comments here. Uh, Undead Nightmare, uh, Mr. Bad Bit Joe's in the house. Uh, that's a great shout out for Red Dead 1. Undead Nightmare is awesome. Uh, Trespasser. Why am I forgetting what Trespasser is? It sounds familiar, but I'm forgetting. Midnight Jury, let me know what that is, man. I, I'm completely forgetting. I'm blanking on Trespasser. it. Trespasser. Oh, why does that sound so familiar? It does. It sounds really familiar. And I can't. Yeah, it's- is is that the that's not the DLC from Dragon Age? Isn't, that's not what it's called, isn't it? Maybe. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Be. I didn't play maybe, it. Maybe that's maybe. what they were talking about. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Oh, he is. It is the yeah. Dragon okay. Age. All right. That is what okay. it's called. There you go. I just Thank don't you, Jerry. The name of it, but yeah. Makes sense. Appreciate you. Yeah. Cool. Man. All right. Uh, well, let's jump over to what we're currently playing then. Um, so for me, uh, I've continued down the horizon path, which is cool. I haven't had a lot of time to game this week, um, but for the the few hours that I have, I've put more into horizon. I continue to really enjoy it as it opens up and I kind of get more into it. Uh, I've met my first, uh, you know, what's the gigantic like T-Rex one? Um, Thunderjaw? Thunderjaw, yeah. I finally got to the first Extreme Dinosaurs. Extreme Dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> Extreme dinosaurs. Um, so yeah, really enjoying that. Um, and then uh, just playing Halo. There was a, a big Halo event over the past couple of days. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to bore everyone with Halo talk. But uh, it's been pretty generic for me this week. So I will let only you guys kind of spice it up a little bit. Like, oh, I didn't have enough time to play games this week. And he'll be like, yeah, I haven't played a little Horizon. And, oh, yeah, I also played Halo. That's like a I mean, Halo is a standard. It's part of my job, you know. Yeah. Well, you didn't have a lot of time this week. But yeah, you played Halo. Yeah. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, like, to me, if I didn't have a lot of time to play, I'd be like, "Yeah, Halo's got to wait, man. I'm working on a review." You're like, "No, I mean, I still obviously I played Halo. I mean, I'm no, not crazy, uh-huh. you know." Like, yeah, <laughs> I got a skill level to try and keep up. It's getting harder by the day, but oh yeah, Fallout <laughs> has some good. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh, Fallout yeah. did. Uh, what is it? The uh, what's the Fallout Three expansion? Uh, there was a ton of them, man. Wasn't there? That one's really yeah. Good. There was four of them, but there was one that really stood out. I can't remember what it was. It, I think I hated. 
Oh, you're talking like, about the one where they added, yeah, they added, um, they added. They like, go back in time and stuff like that. Oh. There's one where you go like back in time. I thought I forget. Anyway. Oh, Fat Boy Horror Mass Effect. Actually, Mass Effect Two is the best DLC. <laughs> Shadow Broker. Seriously, yep, Shadow Broker is a good. One. That's a really good. Uh, <laughs> that's a really good DLC. Yeah. I thought you were joking. Yeah. that Mass Effect Two is the best DLC itself, and it's just. Maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Shadow Brokers yeah. goaded though. That's kind of but like usually expansions cool. add, not take away from the game. So two <clears throat> couldn't be a good expansion. Your mom took but. away from the game, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, the um, Citadel one was good too, man. That was a huge update. Yeah, no doubt. For three. No doubt. So yeah, J once is the pit, man. The pit is new for Fallout 76. I I don't know anyone. Oh, it's, it's, that's the old one. No, I, th- old I think he's Fallout talking about 3. the original pit for Fallout 3. Oh, which I'm I would sorry. Disagree with. I would say that that expansion was was mm-hmm. uh, pretty bad. But yeah, <laughs> teach their own. I mean, J one. I'm going to give you the the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that you aren't a pet whose owner has died, and that um, you're talking about Fallout 76. In which case, I can't uh, say anything, but I hear it's good. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know anyone who plays Fallout seventy six regularly, but I've I've heard that game's really turned around. So yeah, I don't know. no, it has, it has. I actually no reviewed the original, and then I went back and played it a couple times. Um, and uh, upon Mark Medina's rec- uh, recommendation, actually, um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Cool. Um, <clears throat> all right. So let me grab these super chats and then we will uh talk about what you guys have been playing because it'll be more interesting than my horizon and halo for sure yep that's what we're doing super chats googleman with the five euros i recommend hyper dash vr as a video game and a great lesson in learning how to mute all voice chat hashtag sweet <laughs> kids yeah and then Good some one. kind of emoji that i can't read on uh stream yard so yeah some kind of sip hyper dash vr <laughs> mute all voice chat is it like a forced multiplayer game or something no 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 it yeah well uh, a lot of vr oh. games like when you get into uh multiplayer it um turns on everybody's voices automatically because it's sort of hard in vr to do the whole party thing you know it doesn't really it's not really a thing so effectively all vr games are sort of like open voice chat halo 2 style um and so if you play vr you will realize that a lot more kids play VR than you thought they did. Um, and so like pretty much any game you play, like you're going to find squeakers just like everywhere. Um, so they, squeakers. Uh, okay. Squeakers. Yeah. The, the children. Come on, man. Keep up. Keep up with the common yeah. parlance, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. They, uh, I don't mute them though. They actually, they teach me great things. I learn a lot about the younger generation and what they consider valuable. It's it's a very eye-opening experience. <laughs> Not always positive, but eye-opening. All yeah. right, fair enough. Yeah. Hyperdash VR. Okay, thank you, Googleman. Random name in the house. It's a four ninety nine Super Chat. DLCs that mean a lot to me. Uh, Dragon Age Awakening, Fallout 3, The Pit, uh, Old World Blues. Uh, New Vegas, uh, Shivering Isles. Oh, Shivering Isles. That's that's, Shivering that's Isles. number one okay. for me. How did I yeah, forget about here's that? Here's three Rom Shadow. Oh, Rom Shadow. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one too. Dang, man, yeah. I totally forgot Shivering Isles. Shivering yeah, Isles is goaded. So good. I would actually argue that Shivering Isles is kind of a better game than Oblivion. It definitely is a better story, like without a doubt, than the mm. Oblivion story. It's, it's yeah. really good. I know we've talked about that before. Oblivion was 
like it was amazing at the time of release because of the time period but when i look back on it compared to uh like morrowind which i know we've talked about a bunch of times travis like oblivion's kind of a letdown for me but shivering isles yeah no doubt i totally forgot about that one there's probably a million we're forgetting right now um probably but it's cool good question dan I feel like Thank when you you're ranking name. best DLC, you almost have to consider like all old games because it's not really the model anymore. You know, now it's all live service and stuff. So it's a little different now. Yeah, we'll see yeah. if Burning Shores can deliver for uh, what do you call it? Horizon should be cool. Ooh. All right, Bomber, what's Bomber happening? Bomber? Five dollars super chat. Good vibes for who? Uh, Rocket Rocket League, League. A great game. Yep, I know that one. <laughs> it's Bomber. Uh, bring back scale by more acquisition <laughs> oh. talk. Uh, the Last of Us tonight. Halo multiplayer is legit. COD Warzone quads fun, not so fun. Not so fun. Not so fun. Yeah, it looks like not so fun. Yeah, that's um, yeah. <laughs> bring so back fun. scale bound. Don't start with the scale bound nonsense, please, please. And I bet you it's gonna be awesome when it finally comes back. It's coming back. Didn't even look good to begin with. Like, why have we been asking for you this game for years? Games like you know time and room to breathe you know and then they bring platinum the games up. makes like one good game for every five that they make like come on let's, let's be realistic will we all right. All right. and scale bounds not come back come on stop it it's like oh, well. halo switching to unreal engine like stop with this stuff guys be smarter mm-hmm. all right i mean didn't didn't both sides say that like yeah if there was an opportunity to do it like a while ago like the creator was like Xbox, let's work on it, and Xbox was like maybe. Remember that? <laughs> that was like a couple months ago. Like both of the creators said, like made a comment on like how they they were like, oh maybe if the right circumstance came. I don't I don't think it's that far fetched. It's not as far fetched as Halo Unreal. I'd, I'd say that. Fair, very fair. Yeah. <laughs> and Fat Boy R and S. Yeah. Insert uh, howdy. Fellow kids mean for Travis. <laughs> I love this. Um, I love this like southernized version of this meme that he has where it's howdy fellow kids instead of hello fellow kids. <laughs> Is he wearing a cowboy hat? Is he going to school in Texas? He's like, howdy, fellow kids. Uh, see, so he fat boy fat boy's in northern England, so he yeah. probably pictures all of us like all Southern of us. America. All say howdy. That's right, yeah, for sure. For That's sure. awesome. Thank you, sir. And Hassan, good friend of mine, is Yay. a YouTube member. Thank you for becoming a member, Hassan. Good to see you, brother. All right. Hassan. Should I start wearing for a, a while, bolo man? tie just for Fat Boy? Do what? A bolo, a bolo tie? Yeah. That'd be awesome, actually. Yeah. yeah. Not not just for Fat Boy, but for all of us. For all of us. We <laughs> all want that, Travis. We want that for you. <laughs> this one we're all right. Just a bolo tie. <laughs> Hmm. all right uh what do you guys been playing man anything good um yeah i've been playing lots of stuff i don't i don't think i can talk about pretty much like half of it but i can talk about some stuff um i i uh speaking of vr um i don't know if either of you guys have played a game moss on vr but it's 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 quite good i have um, only on psvr one so it wasn't yeah. like the peak experience but yes it wasn't the peak experience uh well, I, I've been meaning to play the sequel, and so I booted that up and started playing it, and then D was like, wait, what is Moss? And I was like, oh, damn, you got to play the first one. Uh, so we've been having um, her go through the first one before I conclude Moss 2, but I've been checking that out. Um, so far, so good. Um, i also been uh, playing Temtem. You guys know Temtem? Pokemon competitor. Quite a good game. 
Um, I actually reviewed that for IGN like two years ago when it was really like early access because it came out late last year, but I reviewed it like two years before that. Um, and did uh, it's kind of surprisingly good. It's like Pokemon if Pokemon were really difficult for some reason. Um, <laughs> and, and also didn't have the uh, a lot of the it's very clear that they looked at Pokemon and were like, that's kind of annoying. And then they, they changed it in there. So um, quite a good game. Um, is that game, is that game out or is it like in out, out. It's yeah, yeah. out it, for a long time? No, no, no. It, it came out last year. So it's been available on steam and early access for maybe two or three years. But yeah. when I reviewed it for okay. IGN uh, two years ago, I got like maybe 70, 60% of the way through the game. And then you hit a wall and it goes, Hey, this is all we've built so far. Come back and play more later. Um, and so I included that like kill screen <laughs> in my review. It's like, all right, the game's <laughs> over, I guess. Um, now it's like fully out and they put it out on consoles, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, PC. So uh, when that happened, you know, my fiance and I were like, well, we got to play this together because the whole thing has online co-op and uh, she didn't really get into too much into the um, the new Pokemon game uh, just because it's mm. kind of technical issues that kind of annoyed her. Um, yeah. So we've been playing through that together and it's she's kind of like, stunned by how difficult it is because we're like getting really close to losing a lot of ramp matches and we're just like geez dude this game is like pretty punishing um but it's a lot of fun uh so yeah if you haven't okay. played it it's it's fully out now and uh, i recommend it um other than that it's, reviewing so you said it's fully out sorry it fully out on pc only or did it come to consoles no, if it I came to consoles i think it's okay. even on switch yeah okay um, cool yeah so it's it's fully out um and uh yeah, I'm reviewing a game. I think I could say what game it is, but I can't uh, talk about it, which is I'm reviewing a SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake, um, a SpongeBob game. Uh, it's a platformer. Hey, man, I like a good platformer. Love it. You know, I like a good platformer, too. Uh, time will tell if, if this game qualifies as good. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to highlight something about this game, though. Uh, since I can't talk about it, I'm just going to talk about something that's public that I think the audience might find interesting. Okay. Um, I have here on my phone. This game has a BFF edition. <laughs> if you want to be best friends forever with SpongeBob SquarePants of. Yeah. Um, it is $250. Um, it comes with a cosmic victory statue. That's uh, 9.8 inches. Um, it comes with an inflatable Patrick star. It comes with a best friends forever amulet with necklace. It comes with four costume miniature bouncing balls. This is my favorite part. It comes with four placemats. <laughs> I feel like somewhere Dr. Mo is pre-ordering this right now. Or wait, 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 hold on. Four placemats. Placemats. Four, four like placemats. For, for I, no, and I'm I'm not joking. There, I have a photo. There, these are oh, four. Like like full, so you can just feast. You and your friends gotta, crab, you gotta <laughs> feast on. Maybe on if you have kids, Bob. you know, they're yeah. SpongeBob fans. You having a party? You need four placemats. There you go. Um, I'll let my kids touch that. Um, all jokes aside, Dan, I can confirm one hundred percent that Mo has SpongeBob collector's editions of prior games. Oh, he hundred percent is buying them. Yeah, no and by way. the way, these these awesome. go on sale like aggressively after release so don't pay 250 for this whatever you do <laughs> yeah 
anyway, the uh, the, the um, prior two hundred dollar one I think was on sale for like forty bucks on Black Friday or something like that. So yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> By the way, um, I don't want to interrupt entirely, but we have to because co-counsel was in the chat and I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry, I should have started right away. There she is. Co-counsel says, uh, "Just came here to drop this message. We're having a family t- uh, to." Get together, I think is what this was. Family get together at the hospital. Can't nice. wait to watch this later. Have a great show. I awesome. told her to make sure to let Rick know that we're all thinking of him. Say hello. And, uh, you know, so yeah, thank you very Travis. much, co-counsel. Travis probably isn't. Yeah. Let's just be honest yeah. here. Yeah. He's always thinking of Hogue, honestly. Yeah. Not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put the gold frame back for him now. Yeah. There we go. By the way, we're still at like 50-50. I don't know what's going on with this poll. This is the closest uh, poll we've ever had in BitCast history. 51%, sir. All right. 51-49. Come on, gold. Come on, gold. Still alive. That's all I'm saying. Come on, gold. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be uh, waiting to see how, uh, what do you call it, SpongeBob turns out. Uh, I know we have, uh, we're only, we should only be about a week, week and a half away from Dead Space reviews coming in, too. Those oh, copies man. are going out yeah. so um interesting. I, I know my, my co-workers got a what is it what is the one that everybody hates for is forespoken no not that one uh yeah that's coming in next week is that it that's next Forspoke? week end of next week it comes out yeah, yeah. week and a half nine days I, you know I, think. Games I keep getting forget uh, confused is this one and the one that um is it obsidian is working on what isn't that called forespoken the, this that's about no Avowed. Yeah, I keep getting avowed and forespoken uh, confused. I mean, they sound um, exactly alike. So yeah, totally. <laughs> That's on me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I know people are reviewing that. Um, I also have a game I, I previewed that I really want to talk about. I'm compl- I've been completely done with it for like a week, but I it's the embargo lifts on like January 26. So this is that weird part of the yeah. year where I've seen stuff, but I can't talk about it yet, and so. Once the end of January hits, I feel like there will be a steady stream of things I can talk about, but I'm just in a weird kind of, you know, silence is golden period. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it is that time of the year. We, we talked about it last week, right? Once kind of late January hits, then it's like the, the floodgates open. So, yeah. um, but yeah, Forspoken launches on the 24th. I, I, based on the demo feedback, which pretty much holistically from what I saw looked really negative. Um, I I could have sworn they were going to delay that game again, delay that game again, uh, but they are not. It releases next week, so. Yep, on the same day that Hitman Three deals or the stuff comes out, so. And the Hitman update's free, right? And it's free. Yeah. Free. Yeah. So sorry, guys. Where we are. Yeah. So I don't know. Gold has taken the lead. Oh, man. <laughs> look at the, look at Travis's face and just realize you need to keep voting gold because it's going to be fun for this show today. Oh. All right, um, <clears throat> yeah. So we've got Dead Space coming, Forspoken coming. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, and this is neither here nor there really, but I know none of us played the Shadows of Rose expansion for Resident Evil I Village. Did. Oh, you did. Before well, it came out. Okay, did you did you finish it the whole thing? It wasn't it, the demo was like the first hour or whatever. So okay, so I'm watching. There's a group I've talked about many times, RKG that that plays games and, and they release. They played through Village when it came out and they do like let's plays basically 
in long form. I was watching them play this, the expansion, and part three of it, you go back to the creepy mansion, right? But uh, there's like a new thing that you do there. It is genuinely one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in a game ever. Um, really? Yeah. Like it, I, I was watching it and uh, it, it is just comical. So if you haven't played that and you like horror or, um, you know, you just want I, I would suggest checking it out because it is uh, it surprised the hell out of me. And I love horror games. So um, it's really cool. Dan, you can no. you can. Forget about it. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, let's grab this other super chat because it relates to Dan's question and it, it is a good shout out as well. Oh, yeah. The old hunters for Bloodborne, yeah. uh, slash wishes <laughs> for Hogue. I don't know what old hunters is because I played that Bloodborne was the one that I played that uh, I, I, I stopped playing because I couldn't figure out that you had to die in the very, very beginning, like in the graveyard or whatever you start at. I was like, "Why I, I keep dying literally in this graveyard? There's no point." And I would just shut the game off because I'd be mad. Like you know, and then turns out you have to. You actually have to die. Uh, made it past. Man, I don't know. And then, shoop, done. I, I don't know what we're gonna do with you, honestly. Yeah, you at this you point. actually don't have to die, just to be clear. Well, I mean, I didn't have a choice. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good shout out though. Great expansion from has generally done. Uh, what's the one uh, for Souls Three? The final one they did for Souls Three was also excellent. Mm-hmm. The one that had the um, PvP mode and the PvP boss fight. Yeah, and it had uh, you had some of the greatest bosses. Uh, they had Ashes of Ariandel, but then I can't remember the, the the last one. Someone please in the chat can tell me. But I also uh, like the one in Dark Souls Two, which you know Dark Souls Two is probably yes. The, the black sheep but some of the dlc in that game were great expansions really damn good so yeah really probably better than the core game of souls 2 i would say um yeah so i can't wait to see what they do with elden ring of course and yeah tom says the souls 1 dlc with artorias well, is you know i mean amazing goaded so yeah so good stuff good stuff Ring's thank you for the super chat cool. painful discourse appreciate you great game uh, uh, matching has taken the lead by one vote again. This is crazy. All right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so guys, we got. Uh, let's jump over to kind of main topics here, which is uh, Xbox uh, did confirm their devel- developer direct is what they're calling it for January twenty fifth, three p.m. Eastern. They have gotten out of the way ahead of time, so they're being clear in their communication that this is going to focus on four games primarily: Redfall. Forza Motorsport, ESO, uh, and Minecraft Legends. And each of uh, some developers or some of the people from the studios for each of those four games are going to do kind of a presentation, talk a little more about each of those games. It's going to run for about 45 minutes or so, just under 45 minutes. And then at the end of it, there's going to be continuation of more on ESO. So if you're really into Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Zenimax is going to continue with some more information on that. They also got out of the way uh, right out of the gate because obviously, like we talked about last week, Starfield is the kind of, you know, all eyes on Starfield this year. They said that that is going to have its own presentation, um, you know, in the near future, which we'll talk more about that and probably confirm the release date at some point. So, um, what I want to ask you guys is there's been a lot of we've talked a lot about it. Obviously, Xbox shows and, and many of the community have talked about Xbox's communication, the lack of presence, at the video game awards, which we talked about. Um, as you think about Xbox's showcase in the summer and all of us talking about the need for kind of more transparent communication or, or updates, more frequent updates from Xbox on what's going on. 
What do you think of this format that, they, that they've announced? Do you like the idea of getting out of the way in terms of hosts and letting the studios, you know, people from the studios talk about the game directly? Um, what do you think about just this general idea and what kind of cadence would you like to see out of this? Like, is this something you'd like to see every couple months, twice a year? You know, what, as it permits, obviously, with what games are coming out. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I think it, no matter what you think, and I'm I'm not really somebody who needs like constant updates on games. I just kind of want them to take their time, finish it, and show me it. You know, pretty close to when it comes out, and then I'll I'll review it or whatever. Um, but it's very clear that I'm not in the majority with that opinion. I think most people want like updates, a lot of updates and a lot of content and they want to hear from games or they wonder if the game's doing okay. Like, okay, that's fine. Um, and I, I think uh, that this sort of thing is probably a best practice. I mean, I know Sony has had success doing their state of play kind of smaller um, announcements and Nintendo with their Nintendo directs which is mostly announcements really, but it still undoubtedly has uh, generated a ton of um, interest. And so I think this is probably a best practice. My hope would be that um, they save all of their, all of the big guns, all the announcements for like an E3 announcement event or something like that. And that they just use this to sort of update fans on progress and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I frankly won't care about it because really I only care about like the announcement and then right before the game comes out. <laughs> those are the checkpoints i value um but yeah uh i i do think i do think this is going to become more common and i guess the cadence i would like to see is you know maybe once a month we hear about like one game and what's going on with that and they get an, that game gets an update but i don't think it needs to be crazy i just think that xbox players in particular at this point um really want to know what's going on with their games because i guess they're afraid of that xbox fans don't have object permanence if they can't see it, it doesn't exist, right? Um, and so uh, they, uh, <laughs> they're worried that if they can't see Redfall, it has been canceled. And I get it. I get it, sir. I, I don't blame you at all. Um, I, would, I would be afraid, too, if I was an Xbox uh, loyalist and, and uh, looking, at, looking at the slate of quickly, quickly disappearing games or, or, can't, or um, delayed games. So I get it. Um, cool. I won't watch. But you know, you won't watch. Really? I mean, I'll watch this one. But like, if they did a, if they did, if this becomes a regular thing, like where it's just updates on games we already know about, I'm gonna be like, I, I don't, I just, I can't bring myself to care about a game that doesn't exist yet. I have to wait for it to materialize. So, oh, okay, um, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Because I, so it sounds like you're taking the perspective of there's so many games. Obviously, from a game coverage standpoint, you're always working on something. So until a game is here and playable, it's like I'm not too yeah. worried about it. Yeah, like when I when I start seeing a game, it's not out yet, but it's more or less finished, or they actually have something to show. A lot of these trailers and stuff where they're just sort of showing like the idea around the game or a concept or whatever. I'm kind of just like, eh, I mean, let's talk again when like you have something to show me. You know what I mean? When I when I can play something. So um, I don't know. I just like you said, there's just too many games to worry about ones that aren't out yet that may never ever come out. You know what I mean? Like I just sort of. Uh, I kind of just take it on the chin, but yeah, I, I realize again, I'm not at all the majority people, people really, really want the updates and they want more content and they want to kind of see the developer process. And some games have a lot of success in kind of unmasking that and just like yeah. showing it to the fans. So more power to them. 
It's cool. I think Hogwarts has been doing that pretty well, right? They've had that kind of dev stream once a month for the past couple months, and uh, it's gotten a lot of people, including us, kind of really hyped about that game because of what's been shown. But um, but then you have yeah. the reverse, right, where uh, you get updates from Blood and Sand, and that game appears to be vaporware <laughs> or doesn't really uh, exist. And so for me, I'm just like, so what, all those people who watch those videos of like, here's Blood and Sand, and uh, clearly that's like not the game anymore. What, how do you guys feel? Do you feel like you wasted a bunch of your time watching, uh, you know, these? What was that video last year that you you said you watched at Ains, where it was like a guy walking around on the docks and stuff like that? And remember that the Blood and Sand update you, you told us about? You Blood you and Sand. Blood and Sand. Fifty Cent Skull and Bones. What, what am I? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, <laughs> you're talking about Skull and Bones. Yeah, okay. Skull and Bones. Yeah. Bones. Whoops, I, yeah. I'm getting it confused yeah. with the difference. Um, by the way. Um, this, this, I was going to bring this up later, and we, and we will talk about it. But Skull and Bones had a direct thirty-minute update from the developer yesterday, which nobody's talking about. Wait, really? Yes. Wow, it's okay, on their YouTube to, uh, channel. I, and the crazy thing is, it has a hundred thousand views. So clearly, people are watching it. It's just wait, not we, in our circle for whatever reason. Can we skip to that real quick? because <laughs> i have a question because i know this is like completely out of the orders of the day uh but i would ask the chair uh you know the I, i'm supposed the reason i'm curious about this is i'm supposed to go to a skull and bones preview event next week and uh -huh. i don't know if it's happening and and the crazy thing is neither do the people hosting the event so I, I have nowhere to turn to. I need to know if this game is real. And, uh, you know, like urgently, like I really need to know if this game's real at some point. Uh, so, I well, it's apparently real. They showed more of it yesterday. They had the creative director and narrative director playing it. Um, but they did not give a new release date. And they did not. They just said, we'll see you again soon. Uh, there was no there was no definitive statement about what's next i would not expect to preview that game next week am i going you. next week i just need to know <laughs> I, all right i'm gonna watch this video at some point uh, all right but anyway they, they, they um, the best marketing really for this game because it's just like hey phew, and then they just like kind of go away for a while <laughs> what was what was the event called yesterday it's what called uh the the deck they call it the deck just go to ubisoft's official channel um <clears throat> but anyway uh we'll come back to that we're going to talk about ubisoft in a little bit um but back on xbox so oh i wasn't lying to you um dan what um you know we we've talked a lot about this like we said around uh xbox's communication i know you if i had to guess you probably fall closer to travis which is just show me the game when they're ready to come out and what they are but um or when you have a solid release date, I guess. But what are your thoughts on uh, what Xbox is planning here for a week and two weeks from now? Week I, mean, it's, I prefer like the direct style of these kind of events uh, for, you know, specifically for, you know, just showing the games real quick. Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 I also enjoy having like kind of these separate. I think Sony used to do it where they had like all the devs kind of get together and then talk about their game for like an hour. And that stuff is really interesting to me. And so this kind of falls somewhere right in between it seems like. Okay. Um, I'm fine with that. I mean, it, that'll work. I mean, 45 minutes seems a little bit long for, 
if it's only these four games, probably a couple other ones, maybe, maybe, I don't know exactly, but um, they, like a lot. from what I can tell, and you know, obviously they can surprise us, right? But from what right. I can tell, if you go to the Xbox wire blog, they detailed specifically what they're going to show, but it is just these four games. Okay. So just these four, that's fine. Well, then I can skip half of it because I can care less about ESO and Minecraft legends. So the, you know, it, I, I would rather have a longer, like Forza motorsport, kind of deep dive, you know, or mm-hmm. even a red ball, because I don't know a whole lot about it. So, I mean, we, we're starting to get more information as we go along. Uh, and I'm starting to get excited for it a little bit more than I was before. Um, so, I mean, this, this is fine. Starfield probably deserves a separate event for sure. Uh, as big yes. as it's supposed to be. So I'm okay with that. Um, I want to see some more games though. I want to see some more stuff coming out that we don't know about maybe in 2023. I want to see, uh, what is it compulsion games? I want to see what they're compulsion. Working. There's a yep. lot of I mean, they've got 23 studios, you know, and I want to see at least something, maybe just a tease or you know, a little bit of like, hey, this is what we're working on. It doesn't have you know, and that's it. I understand, you know, that it's not going to be out for a long time. I understand that it's probably just maybe a CGI, you know, thing like they did with Fable. That, that's okay, you know, it just. Just get me excited because, you know, it's just been so long since I've been like super pumped for like a, a release from, from Xbox. So like Starfield, I'm still up here despite some of the background talk <laughs> about this 30 FPS garbage, but I'm still <laughs> excited. I'm still holding, you know, I'm holding out, but I, I want to see some stuff. I mean, they, they, it was kind of a dry year for really for a lot of, I think, for me personally, and the, the games that I enjoy, I think last year was kind of, you know, it, it, there wasn't a whole lot for me. Right. So this year, I'm, I'm looking at these releases we did last week, and, you know, there's so much. There's so much more. And I want to see Xbox succeed just as much as I want to see everybody else succeed. So, you know, maybe Hellblade 2, you know, maybe I feel like that should be out by now for some reason. But I don't maybe think it's not. coming out this year. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I, I, well, like uh, yeah, I think the scope is a lot larger than yeah, the first exactly one. Too, so. Which is great. That's great. You know, I mean, I still want to see it again because it was awesome. You know, but you know, yeah, that last that last demo they did of that was mind blowing. They yeah. showed it too yeah. early. They did. <laughs> that's well, that's a whole nother debate, right? But I'm I'm looking at Xbox Wires update, and it does say. Big features, extended gameplay showcases, and the latest in Xbox games launching in the next few months, including Elder Scrolls Online, Forts of Motorsport, Minecraft Legends, and Redfall. So maybe there are, will be a couple teases. We don't know. I guess we'll see. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I know for me, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of similar. I've talked already many times about my excitement for Redfall and Forza. Uh, Forza, I really like that they did kind of the deeper dive at, uh, at, it wasn't E3, but the summer showcase, right? So that... 11 or 12 minute things still out there i've watched it multiple times but um <clears throat> i uh, i am excited about this i i agree with you guys like i i like when we get to hear from the developers directly um if you know we've talked before around some of these shows not just xbox but other shows where you have just the host talking for like 10 minutes about things around the games and it's just like i i you know we we could talk about this stuff every day i don't need to hear your thoughts on what's happening in the community around the game just you know i need to see the game i want to hear what the developers design aesthetics were what they're working on etc so um yeah i'm excited for this i think that you know i know aaron greenberg and a few others have made it pretty clear that um 
you know, th this is an area they're focused on is uh, in kind of increasing the uh, cadence or frequency at, at which we get these kind of smaller shows. And I think that's a good idea. Like I said, we've talked about it. Um, I know someone else in the chat uh, might have been other thing said, you know, they do provide a lot of updates on um, uh, Xbox Wire and they do they do more kind of updates in other forms but i think people really look for these kind of youtube video presentations more than anything nowadays and that's what they're trying to do it looks like so how about how about just not like crazy influencers that are up there? yes i don't want that please god i agree with like you just just have just have one person have phil or somebody i don't care who it is or sarah bond who i love just say, just say okay this is you know i'm gonna introduce the studio these are the developers this is the game they're working on now they're going to talk about it. Great. That's all I need. I don't need like crazy, stupid influencer garbage. That oh my god, that was the worst. The worst. The worst. Yeah, yeah. The the Twitch shows haven't been good in my opinion. Oh, no. The ones they they did the combined Twitch shows like it just doesn't do anything for me. But again, I know it does a lot for a lot of people. Um, nope. You know, we have to be mindful that nope, we are not the target audience at a lot of times. So mm -hmm. we'll see, but. Yeah, for this, they've made it clear that this is coming directly from the studios, Perfect. which I think is a, a good idea. It's what I prefer personally. So I'm excited about it. Yes. Same. Yeah. Cool. Uh, very excited to see, you know, Starfield next. Um, whenever they do that kind of dedicated show, I'll, I'll be pumped about that. I, uh, I'm really excited. I like one thing I want to ask you guys, and I'll ask the chat as well. Um, is when you think of, and I know this question has been posed all, all across the Xbox community, when you think about 2023, and 2022 has been talked about at nauseum, right? But you think about, uh, we know Star uh, Starfield's coming, Redfall's coming, Forza's coming, Minecraft Legends, the games we just talked about. We know those are coming out in 2023. Let's assume that those are the releases for the year, right? In terms of first-party Xbox releases. Do you look at that as a strong year for Xbox, even though we've known about them, even though they may, you know, should all come out in the first half of the year? Would that still be a very strong 2023? Or is your expectation not hope, but because I know we all hope more games release, right? But is your expectation that there'll be another release late this year from first party? Um, I think if they get those five games out, it'll be pretty big for Xbox. Um I, I think that the timing might make people th remember it as a weaker year if uh, it all kind of gets front-loaded like that. So I, I hope they don't do that. I hope there's other stuff they have coming. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, like Minecraft Legends alone for me, like I'm very excited for that game. I think I told you guys that. Um, I think it's then, good. Well, Minecraft IP is obviously gigantic, but I think that yeah. game is going to surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, it just looks really strong. Um, and I think... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that combined with uh, Forza, which I also love. Um, you know, more motorsport. Motorsport for me is the lesser of the series, but it's just such a fantastic kind of love letter to cars that I I always make time for those games. Um, Redfall looks exciting to me. Starfield, how could you not be excited about a game from Bethesda proper? Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, feeling like that's a pretty good slate of games, no matter what happens, but. Obviously, ideally, um, they would either pace it out or have plans for the back half of the year. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's their their schedule. Honestly, I would just love to see it if Xbox could get five games out in one year. Uh, That's really the thing. Be though, a start, right? I mean, right? You get five games out in one year. 
Yeah, you got you got very little to compare it to. Well, I mean, no offense, Xbox people, but I mean, it would it, go back it, to twenty twenty one. I mean, twenty twenty one was yeah. a strong year. But it would, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't it, know how I, you I, can't I, argue it. People say Microsoft Flight Simulator. I don't even count that as a real game. No, but even without that, you have you have yeah, literally the highest rated the game of the year, which is Horizon. You have yeah. Psychonauts two. You have Halo Infinite. Like it's just they want they right. literally had the highest rating of any publisher in twenty twenty one. Right, that, that, that's a dumb metric. All right, that's that's stupid. I want. Well, hold, I want hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I want this. You, you can't. This, you right you have. Oh yeah. Because listen, <laughs> listen. I'm not talking about everybody else. I'm talking about me. Well, no, that's what I was going to say. You can't say they had a weak year, but say it only applies to me. Yes, I can. No, you can't. You could say I didn't enjoy the year. You can say that, though. No, 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 no. You can't. You can say I didn't enjoy it. You can't say they had a weak year. He can. They had, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can only. He can do whatever he wants. It's a free country, you know? Is it? More power to him. I mean, he, he can say that. Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people disagree with him, but he's, he's free to totally, say Yeah, disagree with me as much as you want. I'm yeah. just telling you, you know, those, those are smaller, you know, smaller. Those are smaller. Flight simulator isn't like going out to like hundreds of millions of people here. You know, Forza Horizon <laughs> 5 was IGN's game. That's a little bit bigger. And I like that game. I did have, you know, I did yeah. enjoy it. A little bit bigger. It's played well, yeah, by over tw- like. Listen, Halo came out in like December. You're kind of like you know, it's it's like a month of a year, you know, whatever. That's Interesting. Fine. Interesting. I would say I would say Halo was bigger in 2022 than anything else. I think that would I think it carried Microsoft along the way, you know, of the of the the totally void of any kind of content from hmm. their first party studios. Halo was amazing in that. It basically helped them in 2022. So let's just you know. Go back to this thing. These games, if they release all these games, it's going to be a humongous year for them. This is a huge year. These are games yes. that everyone wants to play, right? Not Microsoft Flight Simulator. You know, nobody wants to play that. They play it because it's on Game Pass, and they're like, hey, yeah, it's great. But, yeah, I played, like, I literally took off in a plane and then crashed it, and that was it. That's probably 90% of the people that played that game. It was me, for sure. So, you know, <laughs> just saying. I think I flew over your house. Then I looked over at the target. <laughs> That's all I did. But it was fun and it was really well done. I'm not saying it's not a, it's a bad game. I'm just saying, come on now. You know, this isn't this isn't, you know, Redfall or the potential of what that could be or Forza Motorsport. It's it's Minecraft Flight Simulator. I don't even like talking about it. It's like talking about Rise. Everybody wants Rise to Isn't it Rise. best, Travis, when you let Dan just go? Let me go. You know, we both we both just quiet and he just he just Pulls out the shovel and just goes. You know what uh, I mean? My favorite, my favorite part is where December doesn't count as a month of the year. <laughs> that was my favorite part. It's like, uh, he's, he's like, he's like, you know, one of the, he's like, he's like the, uh, he's, he's like Congress when a president tries to appoint, you know, a Supreme Court judge at the end of his term. He's like, that doesn't count. We'll just, we'll wait for the next election. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the lame duck. You mean the lame duck or like yeah, month of game duck. releases? You can't, you can't yeah. just be appointing federal judges like the Constitution <laughs> says you can. It's the end. Go away. <laughs> all right. But anyway. Listen, I was, let me, yeah, it's going to be a huge year for them. If they release yes. all these games, humongous. And it's going to be yes. awesome for me, especially. I don't care about everybody else. 
this is gonna be great. <laughs> Assuming Redfall is awesome, because I'm, I'm, I think it Starfield is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. So hey, there's people play it, and Minecraft is huge. So you know, I, I would like to see some more from this event. Obviously, maybe just a little bit. But if it's if it's just stuff that's releasing this year, then I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no way they go. I don't think they go anything crazy like that. Well, it also depends, right, on on how often they're going to do these shows, right? Because we don't know that. This is the first one of these that they're trying. So if they if they start to do these regularly, I think we'll see little teases here and there, right, of upcoming things. But um, we don't know how often. Like I'm not. I don't think anybody should be looking at this event like it's going to be like a, a summer style presentation. That's not what this is, right? Let they. They're trying to be as clear as possible about what this is. So anyone who's going into this thinking, okay, we're going to see these games, and I hope we see Hellblade and Indiana Jones and Avowed, and it's like, you know, those people, like, their expectations are wrong. Like, calm down. That's not what this is for. You know, let me ask you this, Owens. We, we talked about yeah. getting to this point where we had this cadence, right, for Xbox, and that's what we were looking forward yeah. to. Like, every, yeah. even, like, three times a year, we have this big game. Is this fulfilling that for you? as far as first part and and can they sustain that going into 2024 i guess is my question because that's what i was looking forward to that was the the uh, the game pass value for somebody like me where i <laughs> wanted those first party games that i can go okay i'm gonna get game pass for this year because yeah. i got boom 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 this and this and this and this is what i play right i mean this is you know, yeah nothing to do with anything else you know it's all subjective i guess but this i think this constitutes that cadence but can they sustain that right year and year over year yeah i i don't know i don't think this cadence i don't think so right i think as you <laughs> said in your own roundabout way that redfall forza and starfield are three major triple a releases right and those are going to be played by an awful lot of people game pass aside right those are going to be played by an awful lot of people um so no i don't think they can keep a cadence where we can have these three games and, and minecraft legends its own thing but uh, it'd probably be played by more than the other three but um i i don't think they can release those four games in the first half of the year and then say okay this is what it's going to be every six months from now on right that's just not going to happen starfield's a game that's been in dev for several years i also uh, think it's only happening because of all the delays last year which is part true. of the reason last year was so weak right is that they sort of were true. pushing everything into this year and who knows there there probably will be some stuff in 2023 that gets delayed and doesn't come out until the next year but yep. either way like this is only happening because they fell on their sword for basically all 12 months of last year so we'll see yeah well december doesn't count so 11. yeah, um, yeah that's right I about that. <laughs> eight, eight but, uh, of the year is, is fiction <laughs> but i think uh you know games like the the other interesting thing that i know we talk about a lot right is a game like starfield isn't a game that like some releases this is i'm gonna regret this comparison immediately because i don't regret anything can, i'm gonna say it for you <laughs> <laughs> well because it's a playstation first party game and the wrong people are gonna take it the wrong way and that's not how i mean this but if you look at a major release like ragnarok right or yeah. Horizon Forbidden West. DLC, you know, talk this, you know, earlier this. No, don't you start. Don't you start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you look at a game like that, right, you, it's a, it's clearly a defined experience. You're going to play it for your 25 to 40 hours, 50 hours, what have you. Right. You're going to play that story. You're going to experience it. And then that's it. 
right? It's a game you're going to remember whether you like it or not. doesn't really matter, but it's a contained experience. Whereas Starfield, as we know from Bethesda proper games, right? And you look at Skyrim, you can look at Morrowind, you can look at Fallout, you, whatever game it is. Those are games that are played for generations, right? Like there's mods will come out on PC. They'll create Thomas the Tank Engine spaceships. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going to be a game that is just played for years and years and maybe even decades, which is kind of crazy to say, but it happens at this point. Um, People are still so I, Skyrim. Exactly. And my point in bringing that up, right, is that not all experiences, AAA experiences are the same. And I think it's important to call that out. Like a game like Forza Motorsport, right? That's going to be a game that is a foundational game for pro racing series, online communities, um, modding communities, all these things, and will be be played for years to come. And so I think when you when you look at what they're delivering, I completely agree with you guys. I agree with most of the chat, I think, that said this will be a big year if they release the games we're talking about, right? Um, but I, I think making that even better is their experiences that are going to live on for some time. Uh, Minecraft Legends is another one. And ESO has obviously already lived. It's an MMO, so that's a different category. But I think that all three of these other games we're talking about will be games that will be played for a long time. Redfall, we don't really know. It's a co-op experience. Who knows if they're going to expand it in the future? I don't really know. But uh, I think Starfield and Forza and Minecraft Legends are perfect examples of games that will be played for potentially years to come. So maybe Redfall I think that's worth, worth calling out. I mean, they, you know, Arcane is, you know, don't sleep on those guys, man. They and this could be they, they could <clears> extend <throat> that with, you know, make it you know is a live service. I mean, they could continue to add stuff to it, or is, you know, we don't know yet. Um, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll get more information. Yeah, I mean, because it's co-op and loot based, right. right there gives you the foundation where you can probably continue to add to that game if they want to. Now, if we look at what uh, Arcane has done in recent years, you have Prey, you have Dishonored, which is arguably their biggest IP of Deathloop. They didn't really continue those games, you know, long term. Um, they're yeah, more like is, sequels. Also, it's like there. a different. It's a different time, though, right? It's one hundred percent services. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah, yeah so was so was the year Deathloop came out. What was that 2020? Yeah, 20, it, was that last year? Last, that was pretty, last year. I feel like Deathloop was yeah. just like, okay, we gotta get this out the door. Or 2021, I think. Yeah. Or was it last year? When the hell did Deathloop first release? I don't remember. Yeah, last year, I didn't I didn't know you okay. guys in 2020. <clears throat> I didn't know you guys. <laughs> um let's catch up with some super chats. A couple of them have been sitting a while. I wanted to get to, uh want to get to them. Yes. Bomber Going back again. to your question again. Yeah, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty Liberty will be amazing. I will wait and see on that one. It could be awesome. Could be ass. I don't know yet. That's gonna be a I think a it's coin flip. Be great. I mean, I love CDPR. I mean, my, my Witcher playing right now is is bringing me back to like God, these guys are so good at what they do. You know, yeah, what the hell happened? See, December doesn't exist, cyberpunk doesn't exist. What happened? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Brain drain. They were successful. Everybody wanted them. Therefore, they got all of their most talented people hired to work for other games. And it's pretty yeah. common, actually, yeah. in the industry. Yeah. Crash. All right. <laughs> and Hassan, who has been preaching about this for a couple years now. Starfield. He is hyped, man. He is one of those yeah. guys that is all on the Starfield train, 100%. Yeah. So. Love to see it, man. I love it. I hope the game delivers. I love seeing uh, that kind of stuff. Too. You and me both. Yeah. Yeah. It's good uh, stuff. Mariano Pampa. 
Oh, we're not going to Pompeii yet? Or okay, no, no, I was just saying thank you. That's all. I like no, to okay. make sure I say thank you. Thank you, Hassan. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and also thank you, Mariano Pampa. With a $10 Super Chat, if the Activision Blizzard deal uh, wasn't happening, do you guys think we would see more announcements or shows for Xbox first-party games? I don't think so. I think, you know, it's whatever they got ready. I mean, they got 23 studios or whatever it is. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I have it on good authority from somebody I know at Xbox that the reason they're not announcing games has nothing to do with strategy from Activision Blizzard and everything to do with, man, it's just tough out there. Nothing's really ready to show. And, yeah, and I quote, the, the, the <laughs> you know, like that's like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the kind of, yeah. Sad. Yeah, I mean, we're not. Yeah, yeah. I won't add anything to that. Have to be careful what is said, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this offline. Um, yeah, they'll 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 show it when they can. It's, it, it, I think, some of the community gets in the the bad habit of thinking like uh, the these guys are just sitting around thinking to themselves, "Wow, we have all these games to show, but uh, we just forgot to do it." Like, <laughs> that's not what's happening. Like, there's reasons that certain things aren't being shown. Right? Um, there's a lot, an awful lot. That goes on behind the scenes and uh they have to be ready so uh pompa thank you appreciate it all right um wh wh where's our frame update 110 uh, votes and we're 48 52. this is one of the closest splits we've ever had 52 in which favor and matching is matching is winning right now i don't like that i don't like that you've gotten aggressive with the matching we, we need more votes for gold people bring in bring gold over the line here come on well, Travis has to sit next to him, so we should count. You know, yeah, this, this is affecting me over here. You know, I, mean, you know. I, I should have had Hogue facing the other way, so it always looks like he's judging you as you speak. <laughs> yeah, it we'll looks have like to he's judging that. me anyway. Have you said it live? <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. Um, oh, the last question I wanted to ask about Xbox, funny enough, is um, as we start to approach the summer. I mean, I know it's January, but as we start to think about what the summer showcases look like, and remember, I like to remind people that they have announced that not only is E3 physical returning this year, but Keeley is having a physical summer game fest. So there's going to be two in-person summer events this year. Um, do you think Xbox sticks with their methodology from last year, which is only showing the next 12 months, you know, obviously barring delays but showing the next 12 months of games or do you think they go back to kind of having some teases for bigger longer term projects god i hope had, so yeah, but i think right. they yeah well, well if they stick with that what do they have to show i guess like what potentially like hellblade 2 maybe so they, that's a really really short show i mean if that's all they're showing <laughs> well they, I mean, no, it's not only no, first I mean, party because remember they they show right. game pass games and deals yeah, and third party yeah, deals right, right. and Right. Show like Activision stuff, you can bet. Be like a two minute show. That, that's cut through um, by That's by true. If Activision Blizzard is done by then. Uh, yeah. By the way, I got a request from uh, Silkinit who said, uh, even without Hogue, we need to continue the as the acquisition turns segment on the show. And I said, I don't see how we do that without Hogue. No. Uh, no, no we're no. not capable of doing that. My update. I understand I it from a no non legal clue. perspective. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening. If, without, I mean, without him, it's been. I have no idea. It's hard out he there for my him. No, I, <laughs> I literally have acquisition <laughs> muted. And the only way I know is when Hoag's videos pop up. So, you know, not <laughs> almost like, it's almost like muting thing just 
progressively cut you off from the world and yes. your access to the yes. infinite knowledge pools of the internet. I'm okay with that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already know stuff that isn't Diablo's this year, isn't it? Diablo's June sixth, June second for early access. If you yeah, buy so that, that's not edition. that's not that's not included in this this showcase they're showing. Not yeah, so that we already it's know it's not that Xbox first games. party right now. Well, as of this moment, it's not Xbox first party. I mean, mm-hmm. you can disagree if you want. Mm-hmm. I don't sure know. I have no like idea. It. Again, I have not had. Oh, I agree with you. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm fully. Oh, I won't say fully. I'm confident that the deal will eventually be done. That Xbox will own Activision Blizzard. I'm confident in that. Um, yeah. Based on a number of factors that we've talked about, I've talked to other people about. Fine, but as of this moment, as we're speaking, they do not own Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Mm. So, but it's, it's it's interesting. This process has taken so long. I already think of Activision Blizzard as part of the Microsoft umbrella. <laughs> and they may be they by the time Diablo launches, right? I mean, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Yeah. At so this we'll point, see. though, I don't know. Mm. Activision Blizzard. They don't really make any games I care about. Weirdly. That's kind of the funny thing, right? When it, it's it's financially, it's a ten times bigger deal than Bethesda, and yet when you think about Bethesda games, they mean a lot more to me than just the Call of Duty studios. the The simple fact is, Activision has become a Call of Duty studio over the past several years, right? Hey, and they have eight studios don't, working. Don't on. say that about Candy Crush, sir. You, I said Activision, not King. <laughs> uh, same company. Yeah, it's the same company. But ABK, okay. You know what the K stands for? <laughs> Candy? <laughs> Candy Crush. That's it. You got it. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm with you. And so, I you know, I'm not I'm not really a wild wow guy. I've tried many times. It just bores the heck out of me. Oh, Diablo is the thing. I mean, Diablo is pretty much it for me in this deal. But that does that's neither here nor there. I don't really care either way. Uh, I just want Diablo 4 one way or another. The sooner I can get that game, the better. So, you want it on Game Pass, you greedy little thing. No, I don't no, care at all. He'll have three different <laughs> copies regardless where it's at. Yes. So yes. it doesn't matter. Even if it's no. on Game Pass. I already have, let's see, I already have the You'll statue. I already have the print. Notes. I already have the collector's box. I already have the Christmas sweater. What else can I buy from Diablo? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, he'll buy it. He's gonna, he has yeah. to have the physical edition, the... Hmm. You know, digital deluxe, you know, ape ultimate, edition. yeah, whatever yep. it's called. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 100%. Have you seen what's happening in Africa? Ains? Any mind toward that? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of buying it, yeah. play it on Game Pass, which it's not mm-hmm. on technically. <laughs> we, we, we took a turn, we took a turn. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just like how, how easily you spend money. I'm just making fun of you, buddy. All right, well. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. I, I, we, I think we talked last year, going back to the Xbox topic about uh, whether they do the 12-month show again. I think that, um, w- as we talked last year, I think that that show becomes better as time goes on. I think you pointed that out, Travis, right? Like, as these studios ramp up and what we've talked about with Cadence in terms of Xbox first-party delivery, um, that show would get better in the coming years if they stick with it, right? Because then you can start to really map things out. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm excited either way. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly most curious not generally about xbox or any specific brand i'm going to be really curious to see how they do this supposed split between whatever e3 is going to be and whatever summer game fest is going to be because what are you going to you know i'm sure they're both trying to attract trailers and publishers and developers and 
that that's just going to be interesting to watch unfold. I I usually have booked my travel to E3 by now, by the beginning of the year. Uh, and I haven't because I don't know what Summer Game Fest looks like or anything to do with it or how you it's going to break out. If there's no dates or anything out for it yet. Or... Well, E3 is set. Like, those dates right. are set. But Summer Game Fest physical, unless someone can tell me otherwise, the in-person Summer Game Fest event, I have not seen any specific details on yet. Hmm. So, yeah, right. we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got another super chat from Bomber, and he is 100% correct. Yeah, Diablo 4 is the only thing that matters. It's true. Yeah, literally in that whole deal, I can care less about anything except for the Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Agreed. So. Good super chat. <laughs> I appreciate you, Bomber. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're going back to Gold Frame as we start to shift over to. Oh, one other side note on Xbox, if you missed it this week, is um, so Mike Brown, who is the creative director on Forza Horizon, a series that I adore, um, he has left Playground Games along with a few other uh, employees of Playground Games to create a new studio called Maverick Games. Um, set up in the UK, and they are creating an open-world AAA game. Uh, they're expected to hire upwards of about 120 to 140 developers. Uh, good people, good talent. So uh, pretty exciting to see, right? The people who have succeeded uh, at a high level with a franchise like Forza Horizon go off and uh, hopefully create something new, and we'll see what uh, comes of it. But I figured I'd mention that. Full details, obviously, on the site if you're more interested in that sort of thing. Hmm. Pretty cool. Right. I don't know who that is, to be honest with you. Mike Brown. Well, uh, I just director. told you. He was the wow. creative director on Forza Horizon. All right. Good luck, Mike. <laughs> Go get him. Get him. Triple A yeah. game. That's what I like to hear. Open world. Woo! Triple A open world. 120 to 140 devs. That's, mm. uh, you know, we probably obviously won't see anything from them for a long time. But uh, yeah. it's it's I'll good to see. I mean, Travis talks about it a lot, right? You see the people who have success in their position, in their field, within the industry, and then they go off and, you know, start something new. Wish them the best. Beautiful. So, good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 130 plus people in the chat. Good to see everyone. Please hit that uh, like, share it out. Let people know that you're enjoying Big Cast. Thank you for hanging out with us. I, uh, we all appreciate it here and it obviously helps us. Uh, I am not nearly as good about promoting mid video as Hogue is. I miss him. Uh, but I'm, uh, doing my, my D level job as we talk here. All right. Ubisoft. Don't worry about it. Ubisoft. They, uh, they've had a week boys. So uh, let's cover the basics, then we can kind of talk about our thoughts on where Ubisoft is is heading. So they had their earnings call this week, a couple days ago. They announced, one, Skull and Bones is delayed again. And based on what uh, we can tell in terms of release date cadence since 2017 when they announced this game, this now seems to be the sixth delay of this game. It is now not releasing in March. It is releasing sometime in fiscal 2023 for Ubisoft, which means somewhere between April and March of next year, March of 2024. On the earnings call, they also announced that they are canceling three other projects. They did not specify which ones, but internal projects that they had going um, and that they are narrowing staff by 15 to 20% as they start to kind of... uh, 
you know, try to, I guess, lessen expenses. This, of course, goes without saying, caused their stock price to dip. I think it dropped it by about 10% in one day that day. I haven't looked at it since. Someone can update me if they need to. Um, <clears throat> but I guess as we think about Ubisoft, and I know we've actually talked about Ubisoft quite a bit here in the in the past few years, as has a lot of the gaming community. I think that we think of Ubisoft in the past of kind of having these big IPs. Obviously, Assassin's Creed is this gigantic IP. But they would experiment. We would get the Rayman games. We would get games like Child of Light, which I adored. Um, and they, you know, they have their annual Just Dance and, you know, all these other things. But they were kind of, you know, here and there. Uh, and I've liked the fact that they somehow uh, managed to try out new things with their IPs, even if some of them feel samey. We've talked about that forever. So I'm not going to kind of hash that out. But as you think about Ubisoft and you think about, okay, they're canceling projects, uh, they're delaying Skull and Bones from a development kind of um, project planning looks like a disaster, right? I, I don't know how the end game's going to turn out, but clearly they didn't know what the hell they were doing with that game from the start. Um, they mapped out a few months ago, we got this huge Assassin's Creed presentation where they announced like five different Assassin's Creed games. Um, so they're, you know, doubling down on their biggest IP. But what does this look like for Ubisoft? We've heard about, you know, we've heard this about some of the studios, but toxic work environment, their leadership has been in scandals, you know, and it just feels, doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously going to be a many factors about Ubisoft that we don't understand externally or from the outside looking in. Uh, and, and we can speculate till the cows come home about what's actually happening, but just anecdotally, it doesn't feel good with Ubisoft right now. And I say that, even recognizing that for the next year, in the next 12 months, they have Assassin's Creed Mirage set to launch, which I'm sure will be a big hit, uh, assuming it delivers, of course, right? Uh, they have Division Heartland, which is coming out. Division is not the biggest IP in the world, but it's still a large IP. That's going to be free-to-play shooter, obviously. They have Skull and Bones <laughs> at this point. You know, we just talked about it, but who knows how that's going to turn out. But they, they still have kind of big IPs and big releases coming, but it just doesn't feel like they're setting the world on fire. So where do they go from here? you right. Like, where do you see if, if you were kind of thinking about what you would like to see out of Ubisoft in the next three to five years? What would you like to see? What do you think they need to be doing that they're not? Or what Let's do they need bones. to change? Stop it. No, I want to see that in three to five years when it finishes. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 first off, uh, there's so much to unpack with this because it's kind of sad. And there's also, a lot. Yeah. It, it, so, well, I'll start with something close to me, which is Skull and Bones, because I'm supposed to go to a preview next week. Um, <laughs> wasn't this game supposed to be them just ripping off their own Black Flag game, porting it into a a separate server where you could just do that if you wanted and then and then calling it a day wasn't wasn't that the idea wasn't that the beauty of it that they had already built the game basically they didn't need to do anything else just it feels like that's where it started right because they saw the success of black flag right and the the ship yeah. mechanics and it feels like that's where it started the game i looked at and previewed in 2018 was an expanded version of those ship mechanics it was going to land on islands looting, having ship battles, and whether or not that would have been a success on the broad market, we'll never know. But clearly along the way, 
someone said this game needs to change shape and take its own a different form. And now here we are four years later, still waiting for it to come out. Okay. Well, yeah, game, I game love that. Game. It's hard, Travis. That's what you always say, man. It's hard. Game development is hard. Um, it's harder when you don't have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say it would be easier if you had the, you know, the base of the game. Like Travis said, though, here's what I would tell you, Dan. Game development is hard. Certainly. Playing Skull and Bones is harder. Oh. Because I've been it trying for... Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. Uh, so to the, to the larger question, first of all, it's unfortunate this is happening. Um, I do feel a little bit like Ubisoft leadership has sort of done this to themselves, right? They've chased kind of every uh, bad habit in the games industry when it comes to monetization and dlc they've kind of staunchly uh refused to release uh, any variety in their games you know they they kind of do the same thing in a lot of them they haven't evolved with the times as much as they should when it comes to live service and that sort of stuff um or really even multiplayer um which is fine i mean some people have business models there but kind of felt like this was inevitability right because when you when you make games like ubisoft makes your ability to succeed uh, is 100% kind of owed to your ability to keep making hits. And yes. if you have, there's a, there's a, there was an old rule in the games industry uh, back when I started writing. I, I don't know if it's still considered a rule, but we called it the three strikes and you're out rule, which was if you had three games flop in a row, your company went out of business. And there's actually a lot of examples of publishers and developers that followed that rule you know they one two three if th if the third one didn't land after two were unsuccessful then it was sort of over for you because uh that's as long as you could remain financially viable even if you had backing or legacy money or whatever and uh it feels like ubisoft's taken quite a few blows lately i don't i don't know what the last big hit they had was maybe it was valhalla it was that assassin's creed valhalla yeah valhalla was huge but it also came out the first year of the series x and the series s which how long ago was that now uh, was it actually came out ago. on 2019 because i played it on the one x originally really it wasn't a yes. launch title on the series x i feel like that was the first game i played well, they, on the uh, ubisoft did those free upgrades when yeah, you right, got right, series right. x and ps5 where you could you know they which gotcha. was good of them right they're one of the few who did that which is it was which only is like nice. a week or two also yeah like so for the new consoles, yeah, yeah I, I don't like that too. And, and yeah, I think up. they've had some pretty high-profile flops, and I know we liked, you know, Riders Republic, but I don't know if that did much uh, and did what they were expecting it to do. Um, I feel like Far Cry was it six? Far Cry six yeah. um, probably did okay. I I really didn't hear as much hype around that as I wanted to. Um, and then you know they've they've you had other dogs watchdogs uh they've also had some other kind of like quiet failures that i don't know if people are talking about like um uh what's the R roller champions you guys remember that roller champions is one i was going to bring up that yeah it's actually a pretty solid a game time. but they just they didn't market they didn't, it, it didn't no they didn't find a way to get it in front of people and then they had x defiant let's not forget they yeah. they did an alpha of x defiant which was supposed to be their live service shooter and they canceled it they had um what's the uh br they had they had a battle royale i'm forgetting um oh you're right wow completely hyperscape thank you real radic just said hyperscape yeah. and that's that came out it hit huge and then just 
crashed. Yeah. And then even games that were successful in terms of people playing them, like Mario plus Rabbids, it was, you know, reported recently that 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 didn't perform super well um, in terms of people buying it, which is unfortunate because that's a great game. I've actually been working my way through that. I, I probably should have mentioned that in currently playing section because I have been I have been playing that a bit. Um, yeah, go, um, yeah, sorry not to interrupt you again, but Radic also pointed out Ghost Recon Frontline. Remember, Ghost Recon is obviously oh, yeah. one of their kind of franchises, and they were supposed to have this Frontline, oh. which another one. Yeah, so. and then the yeah the DLC for um, um, uh, Rainbow Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. There was the DLC Rainbow, for that, uh, Extraction. You had Extraction. extraction. That, so yeah, Beyond Good and Evil well. Two, which. Yeah. Beyond that, that Good and Evil really 2 count. is vaporware. Hey, by the way, Beyond Good and Evil 2, perfect example of why you shouldn't be asking for more information before they're ready to show you the game. That is that's been like 15 years, man. I mean, I know, but that's a rest that's a recipe. But they showed a trailer, right? They showed a trailer recently, like a couple years ago. Yeah, that's my point, is that it's their damn point. You should not show games until you have actually something to show. You shouldn't even announce them, in my opinion. Sure. I would love if Microsoft's we don't talk about a game until the year it comes out was actually true because even they don't follow that rule very well. Right. They announced uh, like um, um, Hellblade two way too early. They gave us the label for the logo for fable. Um, They, you know, they, they keep, they keep doing all the perfect dark. They announced way too soon. They should not have shown that game until, you know, they had a team to work on it, for example. Um, Yeah, there's just there's just too many. They they keep doing this. Like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah. Announce game. It's a bad idea. Anyway, Ubisoft is screwed. I don't know what they're. Gonna no, do. but I mean, as we just talked through it right there, right? And chat kind of helped us out with some of the releases. And the funny thing is, uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising. So like, they're they're this oh, very weird mix of yeah, like new IPs they experiment with that that hit to Travis's point. But then as soon as they try to experiment with other things that don't hit, they kind of get in trouble. And it feels like there's a lot of feels like there's a lot of talent within Ubisoft, but there's a lot of mismanagement. And whoever is kind of, uh, you know, prioritizing what they need to be focused on in terms of projects is they've had some serious issues there. Well, I think the other problem you have is, and again, this is where we get a little more speculative, is from, by all accounts, there is a upper leadership boys group in ubisoft for lack of a better phrase that seems to control a lot of what goes on within that company um and it's pretty allegedly (laughs) it's pretty clear that uh whether that's true or not i don't care but it's pretty clear whether that some fresh eyes some fresh leadership some fresh something needs to be injected within ubisoft because if they they continue to flounder with these projects even if something like assassin's creed mirage which is a smaller ac title which you know people have been asking for even if that's a great game and a big hit to travis's point the industry's changed it's evolved and unless you're making these hits at a regular cadence and pace which they don't seem to be able to do uh they're going to be in trouble and they don't have uh one of the conversations i had with some peers earlier this week was they don't have that money printing live service game that other companies do uh the, they don't have a destiny they don't have an apex legends they don't have a whatever Warzone or call of duty they don't have one of these games that a lot of activision electronic arts uh playstation um obviously even you know xbox with halo sea of thieves i mean there's plenty of games that kind of just have this residual income right ubisoft doesn't have that i don't know if they look 
at uh, Hyperscape as potentially being that, they failed. Roller Champions, maybe, failed. Uh, X Defiant, canceled. Uh, Frontline, canceled. So they're just, they haven't had that hit. And I think in today's industry, when you're a publisher like Ubisoft, with the cost and the time it takes to make, I'll Skull and Bones again, to make big hits, assume even if Skull and Bones was a hit, they, they just it's not a reliable income model at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I also I also just want to say the last thing. I don't even know if you covered this in your statement, um, but um, the messaging from leadership that this is totally on the employees to fix is crazy to me. And super super tone deaf and um i think this is probably the year ubisoft has to sell their company or yeah, at least give that. it at least give it over to new new leadership they if they if it's not a complete buyout it's a, a change in leadership to move away from the the family that owns it um because I, I think it is probably a failure in leadership and i think their messaging to the contrary was completely um that if if I were investor, if I owned Ubisoft stock, I don't I don't own any of these guys' stock. I don't, I don't even know how stock works. Um, but <laughs> perfect. But uh, but you know, uh, if I did own Ubisoft stock, it would not have been the cancellations that made me nervous and want to sell my stock. It would be the comment at the end because the comment at the end is the most worrying part, which is like, okay, you clearly don't know how this works. Like you don't like it's it's worse that it seems like you don't know how to run this business. Like if you're, if that's your model is that it's, it's in, it's on them to fix it. It's like, yeah, they're the creatives, but you're, you realize you're running the company. You're making these decisions, right? It's not. Yeah. I don't know that that worried me more than anything else. And I, I think this is probably the year something changes for Ubisoft. It kind of has to. I think uh, tone deaf is putting it lightly. Um, you know, we, we talk about, in this industry in particular, we're talking about leadership that doesn't have seemingly, again, a lot of, I have realized a lot of speculation, but seemingly doesn't have a lot of trust. Uh, there's called for changes of leadership. Ubisoft has been under fire in the past for a number of reasons and potential scandals. This is an industry that talks about crunch endlessly and that treats some employees within the industry poorly. So for them, after such a bad earnings call, and bad seemingly leadership decisions for Eves, the CEO, to come out and say, we're relying on all of you frontline developers to carry the company forward and to fix this is that horrible. I don't really know, have a better word for it. If, if my leadership in my corporate world did something like that, I would immediately uh, be looking elsewhere. I just wouldn't want to work for that company. That's crazy, man. What a d bag! Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible thing. I mean, God, it's just a, it's just tone deaf. Like it's not. It makes no sense to come out and say something like that at that point no. in time. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, really, because Ubisoft has a lot of my favorite IPs, and watching them fail, you know, it doesn't give me, you know, hope for the future of gaming. I mean, it's it. I understand it's, you know, it, it's a it, in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of a small percent of it but it's well, still ips don't gosh. die when companies die keep in that, mind yeah that's, that's true, one of that's one of the most valuable parts that you could sell when an i when a company dies by the way and, right i mean then um, buys them then you know i mean you've got they've probably got obviously they're working on these games right there's probably a far cry in development there's probably a <clears throat> new ghost recon in development you know and if you go under i mean it's they sell the whole you know 
engine or they just sell the ip and say hey you start over there you go you sell the end you sell the ip and yeah that's basically yeah it depends i mean you can sell tech with it if there's exclusive tech some of it is built on shared tech there's there's a whole lot that goes into that but yeah ip value is that's the strangest thing right we're talking about a company whose valuation last i checked someone please tell me if it's different last i checked was around four billion um from what we've heard, Valhalla's revenue alone was over one billion with its expansions and all up, right? They have IP strength. I mean, Assassin's Creed is a massive IP in the gaming industry. Uh, Far Cry is not inconsequential. It's a generally a, a pretty strong IP. Um, they have Rainbow Six. And, they have Rainbow Six. They have the Honor Ghost Recon license. People still play like crazy for some reason. You know, My stepson still plays For Honor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it's- you know, I'm sure they make but they, some money doing that. Yeah, they yeah. they have these IPs out there, and it's just that's I think that's what's so kind of crazy about it is I I don't know if you look at other what you would consider major publishers. We used to talk about EA for years about mismanaging their IPs, and it feels like Ubisoft has kind of taken on that mantle, for lack of a better word, of just looking at a major publisher to say what the hell is going on over there. Um, now, yeah. all of that said. There is a world, there is a timeline. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Don't don't take this as me saying this. But there is a timeline where the next 12 months, they release Assassin's Creed Mirage, they release Skull and Bones, and they release uh, Ava- Avatar. Someone pointed out, I'm sorry, I forgot Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is coming um, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they release Division Heartland. And all of those are hits. I'm not saying they're going to be. Calm down. I'm just saying there is a timeline where that happens. And let's not forget, they are also working on an open world Star Wars game. They are. So, you know. I I would just say that all of those games should also have the subtitle Mirage. Skull and Bones Mirage. (laughs) Star Wars Mirage. I think that's a very apt uh, title for their, their current lineup of games. So you guys know as well as I do, right? Like, to license Star Wars, to license Avatar, these aren't cheap licenses. Those, those IPs have tremendous value, right? And you have to license those for Ubisoft to make these games and come to agreements. It's going to be very interesting to watch in the in the future here how Ubisoft delivers on that IP delivery and whether they have hits on their hands. Because if they, quite frankly, right, let's say Division Heartland comes out and it's it's free-to-play shooter. I hope it's great. I love Division. But let's let's assume for a second it's not right and it loses its audience quickly and then let's assume that avatar and star wars come out in the next couple of years and both of them are average to mediocre i think ubisoft is that's going to be a a further conversation right there, there's a point where ubisoft can fail to the point where there's serious liquidation conversations around ip and everything else and they're they're structured weirdly to begin with it's as family owned you know, structure from a corporate perspective, it's kind of strange. It's a little different than a lot of these other publishers. Um, but it's going to be interesting to watch, man. I don't know. So you think they like, sell like the IPs out and break it apart like that, as opposed to just selling their company outright? You think which some, one do you think some, is, some companies do that as fundraisers? Sure. They 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 you know take off the spare parts they don't need and sell them. Um, and some just do it for health. Sometimes your IPs become a um, like a drain on your business because people fans expect them. And then you're, you have to hire more people to support those games and all of them have to, so have to be profitable. And so you've seen 
uh, teams like Square Enix in the past sell off like the Hitman IP, right? Uh, to to use an example well, they just, that hits. They close just did it with Tomb Raider, right? Like Eidos. yeah, Tomb Raider and some other ones, and basically <clears throat> parts that they weren't using or weren't seeing success, and they're like, hey, we could very quickly make a lot of money off of this, and and also get it out of our portfolio so that we can be a little leaner. And I think Ubisoft is pretty bad at that. They keep expanding and they keep finding partnerships and uh, you know separate IPs to to license games off of and. Um, I think that probably has caused a lot of bloat in the company. So um, I don't know. It just it strikes me as very poorly managed business as somebody who doesn't really uh, understand game development, but does understand business. And that's that that um, completely agree. troubling, troubling. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. If, if I'm sitting in a uh, kind of mid leadership position in that company right now, I'm absolutely 100 percent looking elsewhere. Um, that's just not where I'd want to be. It, it's it, there's poor decisions seemingly made it at multiple levels here, which see I wouldn't want to be a part that's of. That's the difference between you and me, Nains. If I were in that company, I wouldn't be looking elsewhere. I'd be looking like, oh, this is a promotion to get, or this is an opportunity. <laughs> this is a, a chance to get that head <laughs> <Sure>. seat. <laughs> you, could, you could be the head of zero, you know. And hey, yeah, there's always a comeback to be made with the right leadership. Hit me yeah. up, Ubisoft. <laughs> you. you can even publish the reviews and give them all tens. Yeah. You know, right. give them all tens at right. sales. You'll be unstoppable. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna walk into that Star Star Wars studio, scrap everything, all the open. We're just gonna do the Last Jedi in game form. That's how I would, I would walk into Star Wars studio Ooh. and I'd be like, scrap everything. I've got so many ideas <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh we've got a couple super chats to grab here do it ah bomber bomber going crazy today it's all the rocket league he's playing uh he's used to spending that money uh welcome or welp uh, microsoft is buying ubisoft and it's ip somebody shoot me please no thank you i mean it's gosh. It, it's kind of funny you say that because by by all accounts, from what we've heard from kind of people around the way, is that Ubisoft, there's been conversations about that, and quite frankly, people aren't, it seems like the companies aren't wanting to take on that risk. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, the other, the other problem with Ubisoft IP is if you were going to buy it all as a whole, if you were going to buy all of Ubisoft, you're sort of taking on the burden of agreeing to do x many triple a games because ubisoft deals in triple a almost exclusively right and so it's like assassin's creed all right well maybe you can handle that but that's one big big studio and then far cry oh that's also a big big studio and like you start looking at their portfolio and you're like that's like a lot of danger to take on that many triple <laughs> a ips and agree to the marketing for them and like all the other stuff and it might it just might be daunting because um mm -hmm. you know you buy activision it's like all right call of duty got it we're good. Yeah. Like I can, I can market that, you know, that's, that's pretty straightforward, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know either. Risky business. Uh, and by the way, yeah. Bomber is used to it. Cause rocket leagues, microtransactions are a ripoff. Uh, yeah. moving, <laughs> moving on Google man with the super sticker. It just says super sticker. That's just all says super. No, no. <laughs> he said game over. It says game over. Game over. Yeah, you have oh, to look in the YouTube chat for the super sticker. It doesn't translate to our over with oh, a ghost. The ghost, ghost hippo? Is that what that is? Right. Maybe I he's saying that Ubisoft is too fat and they're gonna become a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Hey, just like me. That's what we're saying. That's that's Google's prediction. Life, though, in business. Is that what bankruptcy is? 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. Um, This is kind of a circle back. Um, So we're going to get off of Ubisoft. But uh, Fish String, who is in the chat. What? Sorry, before, I just wanted to point out. Uh, matching is winning, so you should switch that back real quick. Damn it! Okay. Is it as you were? As you were forty nine to fifty one. Come on, gold. Sorry, I'm switch it back. Switch for it you. back. I'm I'm winning. Let's do this. All right, I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, Travis has aligned with matching. Therefore, I need all of your help to go gold. Oh no! <laughs> it's a better value than Xbox Live Gold right now. Just vote on gold, please. Is that what going gold yeah. means? You get a gold frame around yourself. (laughs) Um, So going back to Xbox really quick, uh, fish string uh, friend of mine, we talk cars. He races in real life. He asked, do you think Forza Motorsport goes to a model similar to what they're starting to plan for Halo and Minecraft where uh, it starts to support custom creations with a marketplace? It seems to be where Roblox, obviously, we don't have to talk about Roblox, but they've made tons of billions of dollars. Absolutely not. Uh, Minecraft, obviously, with their store. um, Halo is kind of going that way. We could see it in the future with Forge. Um, Do you think Forza Motorsport goes to kind of a community, shared creation, marketplace type thing in the future? Or Forza is a brand. It might might cross over Horizon and Motorsport, who knows? Before, like, like, how do you mean? I guess, like, you can do that now with the created cars and the skins and all that stuff. You're talking yeah. about like where you can sell cars to each other. You can do that too, can't you? Not, no, 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 no. Uh, think about it with real money. So, oh, so real money. Marketplace. House, I guess. All right. No, no, no. Real money where like uh, you can support like someone will create like say a Star Wars Last Jedi skin for your for your Fast and Furious charger. You know, to use a to use a Travis thing here, and someone would create it. And it would look. It would look amazing, but you would pay $4 in the Forza marketplace for that, and $3 of that would go to whoever created it, that type of thing. Mm. So from my perspective, Forza has already kind of flirted with this model before. They have. They've they've got a really big um, um, kind of community builder and resources and assets, and people do content creation for them all the time. And then you do benefit from that in game uh, when people buy or use your stuff. And then you can use that currency to purchase things that have monetary value within the Forza uh, game. So they're sort of like more than dipping their toes in the water there. I think they're, I think their legs are in it. I think they're starting to get into the sitting sure. position in that jacuzzi. The um, question is, so the I, question is all monetization. Do you allow players yeah. to make money and therefore make a little more money yourself in, in the process? I think that is inevitable. I think they probably are. Um, I think they're probably getting there and probably going that route. Will they do it with the next Forza game? Maybe that'd be cool. I actually don't have a problem with this at all. I have a problem with games like Roblox for related but kind of very different reasons. But yes. In, in terms of uh, in terms of monetizing, letting creators make money. I mean, that's uh, a model that works. It definitely uh, aligns your interests in terms of people. Uh, making you more money too if you're a game creator um unless you are wizards of the coast and you decide suddenly that nobody should be allowed to make games off of your game but yeah you know uh yeah i i think this i think it could be a good move for them so yeah yeah go for it man i mean i don't care 
<laughs> the thing is, like, like I, I get on there when I do Forza and stuff. I, I'll find like a skin that I like and I'll throw it on. And now you're telling me I got to pay for that necessarily? Not necessarily. Okay. Well, yeah. The, the, yeah, the not necessarily. Uh, I will be all over. Uh, the other necessarily is I will be saying no thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fine with people making money. I mean, that's fine if they if they allow it. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess Another the way to look at it, right, is some some of these creations that people make take dozens of hours, right? Um, and that you can download them is great. But say, like, you know, something you love, like obviously, I love Halo, right? Someone creates like an incredible Master Chief and Arbiter skin that I can put on any of my cars in the game. You know, I throw a few bucks their way. Why not? That took them a lot of time. I like it. Sure, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm cheap, so. so. Yeah. yeah benefits the developer too. make sure that that game keeps getting made you know? exactly there's engagement plays here there's community plays there's a lot more than ju- it's not it's not just the financial aspect i think people look at it too kind of hallway focused but there's a lot of plays as to why this would be good for the forza uh you know uh yeah. ip well people also and, look and, at the uh, monetization package i think too broadly because the idea isn't that like oh microsoft needs money they're not exactly broke the idea is that no. for, it, it, even if microsoft's making you know trillions the trillions of dollars a day uh <laughs> they forza games are only going to keep getting created if they're a big part of that right and so it's about making sure that the companies know that you see value in the things that you want them to keep doing because if you don't then they're gonna just stop doing that thing and do the stuff that makes them money and so um i think it's you know it's more supporting that specific developer and that specific game that that developer is making more than supporting the publisher or parent company or owner or whatever is that owns it so um and forza games are great and i think they're probably under monetized because uh, I mean, we all know the problems that the car games have in the games industry, but uh, yeah, whatever they can do to help it, keep these games coming, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and just one, I'll agree just to add even further, right. Is that people also forget that, um, you know, there, there is a marketplace for this. You would uh, not only attract engagement and, and to your point, Travis, which is kind of continuing to justify the existence and creation of, expanding these games right but it also um let's not forget that there's a lot of talented people out there and this takes some of that creative development onus off of the developer themselves it allows the developer to focus on core features right adding real world tracks expanding online lobbies whatever it may be for the game whereas you know skins and things like that the onus kind of gets picked up by the uh it's like a benefit all around right um, yep. so there, there's a, there's a lot of other reasons for this, but I, I thought it was an interesting question and thought process, which I hadn't really considered, but I just see, I see more games doing this in the future. Um, it goes without saying money kind of makes the world go round, Right. And whether you like it or not agree with the model or not, whatever you think about it, uh, Roblox's marketplace is absolutely massive. Uh, Minecraft is huge and growing and, uh, when there are billions of dollars to be made, it's gonna it's gonna spread across more games. I mean, it's just gonna happen. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. No one tell Ains that gold is winning. Yes. All right. I need to close the poll down now quickly. Hold on. I gotta close it. Come on. 
<laughs> By the way, for our audio listeners now, we are over an hour into this poll for the frame for Hogue. We are at 136 votes, and gold is winning by one vote. So every vote matters is what we like yeah. to say here. If that's the message we can take away from today, I will be thrilled with our achievement. Please, please vote, everyone. No matter how you vote, vote. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker in the mail. Uh, send you a sticker. I voted gold. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so Last of Us, uh, as we record this, it is Sunday morning, uh, our time, obviously. Uh, Last of Us goes live tonight on HBO, the first episode. They are doing weekly releases. You're not going to be able to binge it. Uh, from what I've seen, the first episode of Last of Us is nearly an hour and a half long. It's like 86 minutes, 87 minutes, something like that. Um, so uh, what do you guys think? Uh, reviews are in. The tomatometer or whatever the hell they call it over at Rotten Tomatoes is like 98% from 80, 83 critics or something. It's very, is very... Actually, I'm supposed to pronounce it. I've just been calling it tomato, I've been calling it tomato meter for like a tomato long time. Tomato meter, I don't know. <laughs> Tomatometer actually kind of makes more sense, but I've, I've, maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. I, I don't know either, honestly, but uh, it's very, very highly rated, at least so far. Um, I I tended to agree. So Sardinism is one of our regulars here. Um, she did an opinion piece for us this week as a guest piece on Season Gaming. I, I recommend you check it out. Uh, but she basically wrote about her opinion on when you uh, translate a piece of either a game or a book or something to a new medium, that it loses something, that it's very hard to maintain uh, the same kind of impact and relevancy of the original intention of the creation to and translate that to a new medium. Um, and so she basically wrote that, you know, she hopes Last of Us, the TV show, is going to be excellent, but she's worried it won't be. Um, now the reviews are saying it is, but of course I think we're each going to have our own opinion on what that looks like. So I don't know. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm excited to watch it, but I also know how much I adore the original last of us game. And I'm, I am a little nervous about what they're going to show. So are the tomato meter, uh, reviews or <laughs> thermometer, tomato, thermometer. That's even better. <laughs> it sounds like thermometer. All right, um, it's, uh, so, uh, are those reviews my understanding is it's just the first episode but they haven't seen the whole show uh first three from what i've seen okay great uh so, and the first three episodes consist wait, of whoa, like you completed the poll whoa bro no open it up again i'm reporting you how do i report season gaming I'm gold won the poll the poll is no, over it didn't you closed it's over. it it was premature premature if you, there were no more people standing in line, the polls are closed. No, we're not taking late votes. Nope, bro. I wasn't allowed to hand out water to the people that were still in line. All right, uh, nope. Yeah, nope, guys. No, it's counted. This was a scam. 51. Oh, and by the way, it's 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 over our two percent threshold, so there will not be a recount. 51 to 48. Okay. It's over. It's over. This was totally a crooked election. Yeah. <laughs> Millions of illegal votes. <laughs> Guys, we're going to get together on January 6th and we're going <laughs> go to Angel's house. We're going, we're going to Angel's house. Angel's house on Jan 6th. Who's with me? Uh, that, that is. Uh, 
<laughs> this, is, this is unfair. We live in an unjust system. Okay, great. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, I don't care about the show. Uh, I think that taking uh, something that was already you know considered a masterpiece, even even though you know eh, uh, a nine, I give it a nine. It's not a masterpiece. Uh, Stop it. It, it. Considered a masterpiece, and putting it in a, in a TV show, I don't really uh, care about. Uh, even if it's successful, I'm you know I would just prefer to play the game. Um, but uh, I'm glad that people are saying it's good. I hope that encourages more people to get into the games industry or to um, uh, care about this and and realize that it's a it's a medium that can produce uh, high quality art. Um, I will I will have one. I'm going to be crossing my fingers for one thing. I hope that they change the ending. And I hope the ending is all right. You can have her. That's that's my only change. <laughs> that's, that's my only hope for the show. That's my hope. Anyway, that's all I gotta say. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Is that what we're talking about? I have yeah. No I, had small, I had a small emergency. Sorry. Um, my wife couldn't figure out how to work my PlayStation to watch the football game, so I had to go explain it to her. Uh, we're good now. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Actually, I don't have HBO Max currently. So I'm just going to wait. It's not like I can have the story spoiled for me. So I'm just going to wait till they're all out and then get it and binge it. I've got so much other stuff I got to watch. Um, but yay. Well, if you think you can't get anything spoiled for you, you are going to be shocked when Joel has sex with Cortana and makes Ellie watch. <laughs> you are going to be shocked by that. It's going to be Stop great. It. Stop. Yeah. Really? Well, <laughs> well, now thanks a All lot right. for that one, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to the Halo TV show, in case anybody yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Master Cheeks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also, we've also got Joel a... causes the fall of reach in the show. That's uh, it's true. Yeah. True story. True story. True story. Um. All right, let's get to. We've got a couple other super chats. Uh, Gecko's in the house. Yeah, with the six euros. How does this differ from paid mods? Back on the Forza piece. Yeah, the, the Forza thing. Yeah, I still remember how the Skyrim community went into uproar when Bethesda tried it. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair question. I, I think that the community will obviously decide you know, what they think about it and whether or not it succeeds. Um, it's very true. I, I don't know if it's, it may be a fair comparison because Bethesda has been known for mod supporting their games for a very long time now, right? And there's a, a large community, obviously mostly on the PC side, that have modded Bethesda games for many years now. Um, so that that's a tough thing to suddenly change on someone. Now, the same could be said, uh, about Forza. Forza has supported custom uh, maps in Forza Horizon Five. There's the you know the the uh, map editor now, but they have they have supported custom decals and designs and everything for years now uh, at a very high level. And people create some truly extraordinary things in those games uh, for free. But yeah, I, I I would say but, probably two. Okay, finish your thought. Sorry. The the only last thing I was going to say was it could come down to the fact of whether or not a community member simply wants to charge. They could still offer it for free, or they could ask to charge, and the community obviously will then decide whether it's worth their time and money. Yeah, 
I, I think there's two things. One, it has to be optional. Like the Minecraft yes. store, some people make their stuff and they sell it for nothing. And so it, it can be optional. The second thing is that you are getting something that you don't get when you mod Skyrim through a store, which is that you don't actually have to implement the mod yourself. When you go through a store like that and you you pay for the additional content, it automatically downloads it without you having to like look up how to install the plugin and all the stuff. If you've ever modded a game like like I have, it can be an incredibly frustrating experience. Not always, but a lot of times you can't get it to work and then you have to go into a forum or look on Reddit to see, you know, which file to go and edit and it's kind of an intensive process. It you know, dollars to donuts, my money would be on if you ask me, I would love to pay like a, you know, an extra couple bucks to not have to do that. Right. And so I think that is one of the benefits of going through one of these marketplace systems is it's more integrated because they're approved mods to the app and it's not um, kind of laissez faire. Uh, so I, I think that that's a, a, a valuable thing. So I think you can have both, frankly. I think you can have free mods on the marketplace. I think you can have paid mods on the marketplace. And I think you can also have mods that go around the marketplace maybe stuff that bethesda or whoever doesn't approve and the back the drawback there will be that you have to diy the mod right you have to go through the the jump through the hoops and, and hurdles um to get that working in your game i have no idea what you just said yeah just okay. completely completely <laughs> blanked out there not a modder guy <laughs> not a modder nope just no okay. clue well, imagine here, imagine it this way then. Imagine you just yes. bought a car and you wanted mm -hmm. to soup it up. You wanted to add cup holders to it. I'm trying to speak something that I think you would care about. Yep. Um, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah. You have his attention. You could either take it to the shop and mm -hmm. um, uh, have them install cup holders, but you'll have to pay sure. for the service of installation and for the cup holders. Gotcha. Um, or you could. Um, uh get the cup holders from a friend and then have your friend install them uh or you could buy cup holders on your own or have a friend give you cup holders and install the cup holders yourself mm. the, definitely the most freedom would be with the last model but it's also the most work whereas the first model you have to pay the most but it's also turn your brain off just get the benefit but exactly you have to pay money gotcha. and the idea that you should have access to all three of those options I think is a good one. Some people mm -hmm. get afraid when companies start saying, we want you to, we want you to pay us to install cup holders for you because the idea of that being on the table makes them think that they won't be able to install the cup holders themselves. And yes. that's not an invalid fear because some companies have tried to say, no, you cannot install cup holders. Um, so there you go. That's, that's, my that's a good analogy. Shocking. I would rather yeah. have a food tray of some sort, but yes, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate the analogy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think I think all of us or most of us are in agreement that you, you you leave the options as they exist today and expand upon them. You don't remove the free option, the creation option, et cetera, uh, you know, to implement a paid option. That is going to that would cause problems. Mm. So uh, and then Bomber just decided to. One dollar. Donate us another dollar. I think I can't read it here, but I think he said, "Long live the gold frame." I think that's, yeah, yeah I think that's what he said. He just so, one dollar um, the chat. He like priced it. Yeah, right he one dollar the chat. He's all about that gold frame. So let me get it back on there since it won our Democratic vote for the day. 
I think me and thousands of patriotic BitCast listeners are going to disagree <laughs> with that one on Jan 6, 2024. Uh, so, have, on the other side, we take the logo away and we put hashtag shrimp fried rice under the regular one. We'll just have two hoax. Two hoax? One, one on each side of Travis. We'll have like a Travis sandwich. <laughs> you know, like a hoax Travis sandwich. Like right now, I, I, Travis sandwich with hog bread sounds like the least appetizing thing I could imagine. So let's uh, let's move on. Is my well, like, suggestion? Yeah, like two, there, <laughs> I tried. Oh man! All right, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm moving on from that one. All right, guys. Uh, the <laughs> the only thing uh, the only other thing I was going to mention today uh, that we wanted to touch on is uh, that PlayStation update. So for your PS5 OS. 7.0 is coming it's rumored to be coming in the beginning of march for kind of everyone but a beta coming soon which will finally introduce the full discord integration along with a cloud streaming option supposedly for ps plus premium members so the paid obviously the higher paid tier of ps plus but be cool i want to bring this up simply to say they've talked about discord full integration on the playstation side for a while uh it'll be cool once both xbox and and playstation both offer like the ability to use discord chat and everything else through it if uh if you want to it will it will also create i've been thinking about this lately it will create the first time where you can be in party chat with playstation and xbox people on the same chat because right now Yep. It's only it's been possible in the past to get people on PC on both PlayStation and on, on Xbox. That's been possible, but it hasn't been a possible. It hasn't been possible to link the two platforms together in one party chat, which. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, directly from big. your console, right? Instead of going yeah. third party and yeah, yeah instead oh. of opening discord on your phone, which is a right. pain in the butt. Yeah. 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 So yeah, cool. I'm I'm excited about this. Uh, you know, hopefully this is right. This comes from uh, Tom Henderson, I believe, or, or Insider Gaming. So, uh, but they've been talking about this for a while, and I believe the first week of March is when it's supposed to be out for everyone. So, cool. cool. All right, I think uh, let's go ahead and start closing out. So a couple things before we uh, shut down for the day. Um, so the GoFundMe has been amazing for Hogue. A lot of very generous people. So thank you for very donated. If you uh, haven't and want to and have the means to, uh, the, the link, as you can see, is at the top uh, for this entire episode, as I said. Um, want to thank everyone for the, the discourse last week. Like I said, a lot of great feedback on the show, a lot of support for Hogue, the channel memberships and, uh, you know, super chat, just a, a lot of support and, uh, super, super appreciative of that. Uh, as I said, if you haven't checked out Sardinism's, uh, last of us, excuse me, opinion piece on the main site on seasongaming.com, please do. It's really cool when we get a guest piece, you know, to just write in like that. Uh, I also reviewed, I mentioned this last week, but uh, I reviewed this on the channel this week. This is called a shrimp. <laughs> the shrimp, actually. It's trademarked as the shrimp. That's not a joke. Uh, it is a keyboard from Nordic Game Supply, a compact mechanical keyboard with a magnetic wrist thing. Uh, made for basically uh, if you want to take up less space on your desk, if you want to travel. It's uh, very well made. It's very well constructed. I've been playing around with it, and I did a video just to show you uh, what it's like. They are not in retail yet, but they are kind of getting feedback from outlets and channels like us um, before they go to retail later this year. But uh, if you're interested, you game on PC, you play a lot of shooters, or you play a lot of kind of uh, straightforward games, maybe not MMO so much. <clears throat> excuse me, or you travel a lot, uh, it can be a really nice option for that. So check it out. 
Um, there you go. So that video is up if you like it. Travis, anything you want to call out? Uh, I, I can't really talk about anything. Um, I've got a review um, of SpongeBob coming on end of January. I've also got a game I previewed that's coming out later this year um, uh, that's going live at the end of January. So it'll be a steady stream of content after January. Hey, Light, what are you doing over there? Um, steady stream of content um, after the end of this month. But uh, until then, I am lip sealed. Still trying to figure out if Skull and Bones is going to be something that I play uh soon we'll see uh but yeah you can find me on <laughs> twitter at ty guy travis if you hate your life <clears throat> enough to follow me um Amazing. uh you can read all my stuff on ign.com i also want to give a shout out to um the first news story that i've been um helping ign cover uh which is uh dungeons and dragons um licensing story about the stuff that the stuff that frankly the drama that's been going on with uh, the tabletop gaming community um, I have a follow-up story that's probably going to go live on Tuesday um, with some interesting quotes from some important people in the space. Um, and I've been following pretty heavily the um, uh, developments here, including some of the legal stuff, like how licensing works and how they're changing precedent and that sort of stuff. So it's been uh, fun to interview people and work on it. And I guess tech technically makes me a gaming journal, at least a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a it's been cool and, and you should check that out um, as, as the story develops. Um, other than that, looking forward to talking to y'all next Sunday. Looking forward to seeing you guys at my house next January 6th. Yeah. Um, 2024, man. It's going to well, be a good year for you. <laughs> you know? We, uh, we did get a super chat late from Mr. Rob Frawley. He says he promises he started authoring it before I started closing out. I don't know if that's 100% <clears throat> true, but here we go. Yeah, switch to the gold frame to uh, Ty Guy Travis video for next uh, Sunday. We'll appreciate it. I promise. All the best to you. All. All right. We should do that. Yeah, we should just make like it you're it. reading my mind, Rob. We'll see what happens. Just, we'll see what happens yeah. going forward here. Make it like an off-color gold, though. Like gold, gold frames forever. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Like, like uh, yeah, it's like a faded gold that's kind of half like oxidized yeah. and yes. yeah, kind of green. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like we'll figure it out. That's bronze Perfect. typically, but I, I get where you're going. <laughs> Rob, thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right, everyone. Uh, whether you, you hang out with us, chat, you've been great today. Always a pleasure hanging out with you with everyone that uh, likes to chat with us here. If you're listening to us later, sorry for the, uh, the, the frame conversations that you don't get to see, but uh, I hope you enjoy the show and uh, always, always appreciate your support. So thank you for that. Um, other than that, we will be back next week, and I hope everyone has a good week of gaming. Until then, we'll see you next Sunday. Peace.